They say that you're a runaround lover. Oh, you say it isn't so. But if you put me down for another, I'll know, believe me, I'll know. Cause the night has a thousand eyes, and a thousand eyes can't help but see. has a thousand eyes bobby v from 1962 just 53 short years ago someone in chat saying 1963 i have 1962 down unfortunately i can't tell you what i remember of that since it was 10 years before i was born or nine i guess if 1963 is right welcome to poker fraud alert radio the druff and friends show i am todd dan druff with tell us the date of this show february 17th 2015 and show's on at its normal time. We're starting a little bit late as normal, but not too late. And I have no co-host tonight, so it's just me. Just me. And we have a lighter agenda tonight. In recent weeks we've done this show, I've had so many things to talk about, I've run out of time. In fact, last week I couldn't even get to one of the segments I wanted to do, which means that'll come this week. But this week, there wasn't that much going on. So I will take phone calls. I'll take questions from the chat room if there's time, which I think there will be. And, yeah, we'll see. But lighter agenda tonight. If you want to communicate with me during the show, there's a few ways. First of all, there is a chat room that's running. And it runs whenever there's a live show. 
But keep in mind you're going to be communicating more with the people in the chat room and not really with me as I don't read it that much during the show. It's just too much for me to do and to pay attention to. But you can click the chat button near the top of the screen and interact with the other listeners of the live show if you're listening live. You can also call me. The phone number is 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. There's another phone number you can reach me at. That's the Mount Charleston line. I have an old 70s rotary phone that sits on top of Mount Charleston, which is a mountain near Las Vegas. That phone number is 702-430-1808, 702-430-1808. No matter which phone number you call, make sure to show your caller ID or you will not get through. If you get a busy signal, it means that you're not showing your caller ID, so make sure to show it. You can also text me. Texting me is a good way to get a hold of me during the show, before the show, or after the show. I do answer the texts I receive, even if the show is long over with. You can text me anytime at 775-372-8355. That is the main phone number to the show, 775-372-8355. I will read your texts on the air unless you ask me not to or unless it's very clear that the text is of a personal nature. Then I'll use common sense. But uh, during the show, I just tend to kind of read what comes through. I'm talking more about the stuff that comes up after the show. If it's like a personal conversation, I probably won't come and read it, but... uh, Otherwise, I will. So make sure to say at the beginning, do not read this on air if you don't want me reading it on the air. Once again, that's 775-372-8355. Some people like to send me private messages in the chat room. That's not really a good way to get a hold of me. Uh, Try to text me instead or even call into the show. If you do call and I don't answer, don't worry about it. Try back in about 15 minutes and maybe I will answer then. It just means I'm busy talking about something and don't feel like taking phone calls. I will pause every so often and... Offer up the phone number and say I'm taking calls. But you know how this show goes. I'm happy to take calls, but I can do it just fine without calls. So I don't need calls to do the show, but I like them. I do like hearing from our listeners. I like hearing from our regulars and from our irregular listeners or people who just listen and don't really call. I always like hearing from new people and old people alike who listen here. We may have a call tonight near the end of the show from Bad Guy 23 who claims he has a big surprise for us tonight. I have no clue what that's going to be. He says we will all be very happy to hear it. I don't know what it's going to be, but hopefully he'll call in and reveal it. If he doesn't, then I guess we'll have to wait at least another week. We have a free roll tonight as usual. The free roll is on the No Fraud Online Poker Room. You can find it near the top of the screen. You need a separate account on the No Fraud Online Poker Room to... Play the free roll, but the account is free. It will be instantly approved. There's no approval process, and you don't even need play chips for this free roll. You just need to register an account there on the No Fraud Online Poker Room, and you're ready to go. The one caveat, if you want to qualify to win the free money, then you need to have a registered account on the Poker Fraud Alert Forum dated 2012 or 2013. Anything after 2013, your account on the forum then you're going to have to get permission from me, and once I give it to you, then it's good for as long as you remain in good standing on the site. You have to email me, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com, and convince me that you have been listening to the show for at least three weeks, and do that by telling me some things you've heard on the show that are not in the official show description. That's dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com. You have to do that before the sh- the uh 
tournament begins, which is at 7.40 Pacific time, it is No Limit Hold'em. We have a $45 free roll. That $45 did not come from me. Nope. It came from the following four generous people who listen to this program. L Train Koja gave $7. J Stat gave $23. Grow Millions gave $5. And SMI Florida sent $10. That's a total of $45. The way it will be given out, first place will get $23. Second will get $14. And third will get $8. 23, 14, and 8. It is a top-heavy payout tonight, unlike the main event of the World Series of Poker, which is now a bottom-heavy payout. Let's see, is that all the intro stuff? Getting through it fast tonight. Oh, yeah, we have the agenda, of course. Here's what we're going to be talking about on tonight's show. No huge stories this week, so I I had a hard time picking the top story, honestly. These are kind of all secondary stories, so... I just kind of picked one. Uh, WSOP.com, the fixed limit games, that means things like uh, Limit Hold'em or Omaha 8 or better, any game that's not a no limit or pot limit game, uh, they have just completely disappeared. Yeah. And um, I'll give you the comments from Bill Reaney, the WSOP.com poker room manager, as to what happened to those games when you can expect them back. Yes, I have comments from him. Well, uh, a Bitcoin poker site has gone down indefinitely, supposedly temporarily, probably temporarily, while PokerStars is ramping up to take Bitcoin. Yes, PokerStars may be taking Bitcoin soon. Of course, if you're in the U.S., that won't help you. You still can't play there. But they are supposedly going to be taking Bitcoin very soon. Melissa Burr, she's on Twitter as Burberry. She's a pretty good female poker player. She's a limit player like me, actually. I sat next to her during the main event of the World Series, and it was funny. She was like, I don't know what to do here. I, I, I'm not a no-limit player. I'm, I'm a fish at these games. I like the limit games. I'm like, yeah, that's, I can relate to that. So um, I've never played limit poker against her. She plays mixed games, actually, not just limit hold'em, but... Uh, from what I've heard from my peers in poker, she's actually a good player. Uh, not just a good female player, but a good player. I can tell you from my interactions with her, while kind of brief, but I've had some interactions with her, uh, she seems to be a nice person. She was very pleasant to have next to me at the table. Um, she also got involved when she didn't have to in busting a scam that was going on with that poker approved site. And she got involved just because she felt it was the right thing to do. So I think highly of Melissa Burr, and she wrote an article criticizing the New Jersey legalized online gaming sites, and she explains why she, as a professional poker player, thinks they have been failing. So I will read part of her article and tell you if I agree. Doyle Brunson is facing some heat for some comments he made about Bruce Jenner and his sex change. We'll talk about that. Well, Amaya, who owns Poker Stars and Full Tilt, has not been seen as an ally of Caesars. Caesars, who owns WSOP.com, they want to see legalized online poker in California, but they won't be running Poker Stars software. They'll most likely be still running the 888.com software, which means Poker Stars will be their competition in California. 
So Caesars has been on the opposite side of what's known as the bad actor clause that would prevent poker stars from operating in California if poker's legalized there. Well, there's been a change. Amaya and Caesars are now making nice to one another, and they are now forming an alliance against Sheldon Adelson, who's trying to stop all legalized online poker. Joining Caesars, by the way, is Morongo, Casino Morongo, a very large casino in Southern California. Indian Casino, they are also backing away from the bad actor clause that is preventing poker stars from coming to California. They are saying, hey, we think it's probably fine. So I'll talk about that whole thing and whether we're going to see poker stars in California and whether we're going to see legalized online poker at all in California anytime soon. Speaking of Indian tribes, the Menominee tribe of Wisconsin is offering a lot of money toward a new Bucks arena, that's the Milwaukee Bucks, if a new casino in Kenosha, Wisconsin, is approved. We'll talk a bit about that story. We will see if Bad Guy 23 calls in to break us his big surprise tonight. I have no clue what it is. And at the end of the show, I will tell you guys about casino bonus whoring. And I'm not really talking about little promotions that you can sign up for, like when you sign up for a player's card and you can get a $100 free slot play. I mean, that's nice too, but that's not what I'm going to talk about tonight. I'm going to talk about tonight how to get yourself free rooms in Vegas and at other casinos around the country and to extend this for as long as possible to get free play and free rooms, how to do it, how to maximize what you'll get and how to know when to abandon playing for comps. I'll talk about that type of stuff tonight. I've done some experiments myself on the matter to come up with some of this. So that's our agenda for the evening. You never know what else might come up on this show. Someone's saying, can we have a Ken Scaler update? Can we call him up? No, he doesn't have a phone. He has to call me. But if he does call me, I will put him on the show. Let's take a look at the chat room before we begin. Let's see. Uh, Blubbernuffle is trying to destroy one of my segments on the site. Uh, He sent me a link from uh, Coindesk.com, which is a uh, Bitcoin-related news site, I guess. Uh, about the Poker Stars thing. Poker Stars denies Bitcoin acceptance rumors. Well, thank you, Blubbernuffle. I want to talk about this for a while, but now uh, you've ruined the story. Thank you. I'd, I'd rather sit here in bliss believing that I have a story. Not that it helps me if Poker Stars accepts Bitcoin, because it doesn't. I can't play on there anyway. But uh, I, I at least wanted to have the story on a light news night like tonight. You ruined it. Thank you. Now now I'm stuck. All right. Uh I'm being asked, can I call PSU Mike to get an update? If I can dig up his phone number, I guess I can. This is the guy who was the airport scammer who came on this show and swore his airport scamming days were over only to get busted scamming at airports again. All right, let's see here. Let's just get started on the show. Let's get started on the topics. I think I've done everything that I need to do at the beginning of the show. 7 o'clock sharp here, Pacific time, 40 minutes until the free roll. 
and let's get going. I, I mean, this is a pretty quick intro. Usually I spend like 45 minutes to an hour talking about what I'm going to talk about. So here we're, we're all ready to go. Well, the World Series of Poker has WSOP.com. In fact, there's going to be a bracelet event, which I'm very much against, an online poker bracelet event this year at the World Series. Uh, we're not going to talk about the online poker bracelet event this week. If you want to hear about that, then listen to last week's show. But uh, I have criticized WSOP.com on this show and in forum posts on PokerFraudAlert.com. I have bashed them for having very poor customer service and for management basically being out to lunch, for management having very poor communications with its players. Uh, When I was pretty harsh on WSOP.com and uh, Poker Room Manager Bill Reaney, I was surprised to get a phone call from none other than Seth Polanski, uh, a vice president at uh, Caesars Interactive Entertainment and a a guy very much involved in uh, the World Series itself. He's the basically the head of communications for the World Series, but he does more than that. He's he's pretty big at the World Series. And um, what I didn't know was that he was also involved in WSOP.com. So he was basically calling me to give their side of the story and try, try to get me to go easier on them. He didn't say go easier on us, but he was trying to say, hey, look, you're being unfair to us for these reasons and told me. And then I gave him back my side. And I said, well, look, I'm not happy with this and this and that. And we had a 45-minute conversation. Now, this was last year. I've talked about that before in this show. Uh, but I was surprised he put 45 minutes into talking to just me about this whole thing. <laughs> and I didn't ask him to call me. He just, you know, he wanted to talk to me about it. Uh, but, you know, still, I haven't seen much positive change. The things we talked about on WSB.com that were problematic really have not improved very much. I just don't talk about it much anymore because I don't play there anymore. I, I kind of quit the site. So, I, I mean, I haven't quit for good, but I, I stopped playing there. I used to play pretty much whenever I was there within Nevada's borders, and then I, I don't anymore. Now I, I just play on Bovada no matter where I am. Not that Bovada doesn't have its problems, but uh, they're the lesser of all the evils right now. But uh, Bill Reaney, the biggest problem I've had with him is that he's very uh, non-communicative for a poker room manager. And especially in this day and age, after everything the poker community has gone through with shady online poker sites, the last thing we want is a poker room manager of a legalized site leaving us in the dark about things. And that's what he's very good at doing is leaving people in the dark and avoiding questions. So there is a story on 2 Plus 2, not really a story, but a thread started on February 11th, which is six days ago. It's not like this just happened earlier today. February 11th, started by LVKid7, and he said, Fixed limit games missing from lobby. For at least four hours, there have been exactly zero fixed limit games of any kind available on WSOP Nevada. No Hold'em, no Omaha, no no Stud, referring to fixed limit games, not no limit. The stud tab, it just says loading table details, and on the Omaha tab, only the pot limit games show up. Anyone else have this issue? So then someone else said pretty much the same issue, except someone said that uh, they're actually getting loading table details for all games. Someone else said that. 
Uh, another one said, uh, stupid site got rid of six-man Omaha high-low ring games. They kept the nine-man tables, which makes no sense. I get the, I guess they got some promo coming up and removed them for that purpose. Well, that's true. Uh, they have a shorthanded promo coming up where there's a contest of who can play the most shorthanded hands, basically. And limit players have a big advantage over no limit players to rack up a lot of hands because those hands go a lot faster. So people are saying, hey, now there's limit games disappearing right when this promo is running. That's very curious. Uh, Someone else found a message related to the 888.com software from there's an 888 rep that posts on two plus two. This is on February 14th said fixed limit games have been temporarily removed to a technical issue. Games will be restored as soon as the issue has been resolved. Now this is not on the WSOP.com forum. This is on the 888 forum. It's just WSOP.com uses the 888 software, but on the WSOP.com forum, everyone is still in the dark. I don't think they, took all these out just because of that promo. But uh, Poker Addict, who posts a lot over on uh, 2 Plus 2, and he has his own blog as well, uh, he said the tech error, this is is today actually, uh, a few hours ago, the tech error does not seem to be affecting 888.com as that site is spreading fixed limit games now. Now when I try to start up... uh, WSCP.com. Earlier, I was getting nothing. It was just saying loading details. I couldn't bring up any game. So it seems like a technical problem. And this has been going on unbelievably for five, or sorry, six days. Six days. Now, think about this. Imagine if Poker Stars went down for six days. Imagine if Poker Stars went down for six days and told no one anything. They just, they just disappeared, where most people either couldn't load the site or all fixed limit games on the site, all the limit hold'em, all the Omaha 8, all the stud, any of that disappears. All of that disappears. Forget any of that. All of that disappears. And for some people like me right now, I, I can't load anything on there. It just says lo- loading table details. So as you heard from that 2 plus 2 thread, the WSOP.com Nevada site, people can either access nothing or only no limit and pot limit games for the last six days. Now, I've said before that Bill Reaney is not communicative and does not post about these things. And while he did not post in that thread, uh, when he saw that I was going to be doing a segment about that on this show, and this is going to be my lead topic, he got in contact with me, just like Seth Polanski did, and I recorded the conversation we had. So this is what Bill Reaney had to say say to me about what is happening over there to the Fixed Limit Games on WSOP. Dot com. Let's start that again here. There we are. I kind of killed my own little uh, joke there. Yeah, crickets. That's what we're getting from Bill Rainey. Nothing. Nothing. I was all ready with the sound effect, too, and then it just broke. Damn it. Anyway, crickets is really what we're getting. Nothing at all on uh, what's happening here. This is from the WSOP.com forum. No one posting about it. 
not no one, no one official they're posting about it. Another thread was starting today. Uh, loading table details on all games. Alt cash tables, including tournaments and sit and goes, are quote loading table details. I keep asking myself why I even bother with WSB.com. Then someone else says, restart the software a few times, and then the tables will no, will load normally. Restart it a few times, the tables will load normally. If that doesn't work, then reboot your router. <laughs> now, you may laugh at that, but that's actually advice that's working for someone. This is not coming from support staff. This is from another player there saying that he noticed that if he restarts the software over and over and then reboots his router, that eventually it comes up. But can you imagine for six days this is going on and there has not been a peep? Not a peep from Bill Reaney or anyone at WSOP.com six days with it like this? How do they expect to offer us, the poker players, a reliable poker playing experience that rivals what we had before on the illegal sites if this is the way they're running things. I don't understand this. Why are they putting any money or any effort into promoting WSOP.com when they let an error like this proceed for six days without telling anyone what's going on? Not one piece of info. This is not a shady little online poker site that's existing after Black Friday. It's not like we're complaining about Infinity Poker or Lock Poker. We're complaining about WSUP.com here, the official site of the World Series of Poker, of the, World Series of poker the one that's actually going to have a bracelet event during this year's World Series, WSUP.com Nevada, that has been basically inaccessible for six days, and they will not tell us a damn thing. Now, maybe if you email support, you find out. I don't know. I haven't tried. But can you imagine not one statement publicly about what's going on there? Unbelievable. I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't. They can make all the excuses they want. They can say I'm being too tough on them. They can say that I'm being a jerk, that that I'm just trying to be overly critical, that I'm being... Uh, Negative, I'm trying to find something to bash on my show. They cannot excuse six days not telling anyone anything when the site is not working. This isn't a small bug here. This is this is making it unplayable. Let's just sit and listen to the relaxing crickets for a while. All right. Tilted Stone asking how many people play on WSOP.com. Well, not that many. Let's uh, take a look at the answer to that question. PokerScout.com tracks these things. And I'm sure they're going to show almost no people playing recently with uh, the problems they've been having. Actually, it's, it's showing somehow 259 people on there. I don't know how because I can't access it. But with all the people complaining on 2 plus 2 about the problems, obviously they've got something going on there. But yeah, they usually have uh, 
about uh, 140 people on average, and at the peak, they typically have like in the low 300s. So it's not exactly a large site. It's not like uh, Poker Stars. Let's look at Poker Stars. Is Poker Stars at their peak has 32,000 players in cash games, and WSP.com Nevada has 336. So pretty big difference. Bovada, by the way, has, uh, they're just estimating this because it's kind of hard to keep track the way Bovada hides their tables, but they're estimating that the peak has about 3,800 players. So that's doing very well. But WSB.com, Nevada, not so much. Better than the other online poker sites in Nevada, Ultimate Poker, which is gone. Real Gaming which had a 24-hour peak of seven players. (laughs) Like, why do they bother? Why do they bother? The Delaware poker site had a peak of 31 players. (laughs) It's pretty pathetic. Pretty pathetic. So, uh... We'll talk a bit more about the legalized poker market and the things they're doing wrong a bit later in the show. But, I mean, you guys in the chat room, try it out right now. Try it right now to bring up WSOP.com's software and see if you can see any tables. Do it right now. I'll I'll watch the chat room here as you guys attempt to start WSOP.com. You don't have to be in Nevada to do it. You can start the software and see if anything comes up. And try it and tell me in the chat if you feel like it, if you have the software downloaded. I'm curious to see what you guys are getting, because I'm getting that loading all tables error message. So, up, oh, I have an update. I have an update that is very important, not about this, but an update that I think you people are going to want to hear. So, of course, we have to do our music. Sorry for blowing out your ears at the beginning. I got 20 more bucks from an account named Slow Roll. Slow Roll has sent $20, and he wants to add 10, 7, and 3 to the prize pool. 10, 7, and 3. 10 for first, 7 for second, 3 for third. So that makes the free roll now a $55 free roll. And now it will be... uh, 33 for first, 21 for second, and 11 for third. 33, 21, and 11. I better note this down somewhere. I'm going to forget. I go through the whole show. I'll I'll never remember this. 33, 21, and 11. Thank you, slow roll. I just updated the thread. As usual, producing the show during the show. Well, uh, I, I already had this story ruined a bit by Blubber Nuffle, but I'll do it anyway. Bitcoin poker. What's going on with that? Well, I always feel awkward talking about the biggest 
Bitcoin poker site. And saying the biggest Bitcoin poker site is kind of foolish because uh, there really is only one with any kind of traffic. It's not like there's a bunch of them. There's one huge one and some other medium and small ones. There's, there's one that gets traffic and the rest basically get nothing. So really the only viable Bitcoin poker site, though I hear Nitrogen Sports is starting to gain some traction. So I guess there's two. But the, the main one that people have been playing is called Seals with Clubs. And uh, the reason I don't talk about it on this show is because it is run by a person I was once friends with that I'm no longer friends with. And it's kind of a conflict of interest for me to talk about it on this show. Um, you know, I, obviously, since me and him don't get along anymore, I, I don't want to promote it. Uh, obviously, if I criticize it at all, it makes it look like that I'm... Uh, doing it out of bitterness and and even if my criticisms are valid it still looks like that and furthermore you know we're trying to keep the peace with one another so i i don't want to come on the show and 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 bash my uh former friend's site so i just stay away from the whole topic of seals with clubs and a lot of you know that uh seals with clubs though has gone down it hasn't closed. It's gone down. If you go to Seals with Clubs, and uh, normally I don't talk about them, but this is uh, one of the bigger stories this week, so I, ha- I have to say something. Seals with Clubs, if you go to Seals with Clubs uh, website, it says, still down, sorry, check our Twitter for updates. Sorry for the inconvenience. They do give you a form to cash out if you're getting nervous and you want to cash out and don't want to wait for them to come back up. And uh, basically they're... Twitter does not give a time that will come back up. Uh, it first went down February 11th, six days ago. Something about February 11th. That's when WSOP.com started having their problems, too. Wow. Bad day for online poker, February 11th, 2015. But uh, that was when they started having a problem. They claimed on the 11th that they were having a hardware failure, and in two hours they'd come back. Then they said, well, we're having some trouble coming back up. We're going to have to be down for a while longer. And then they went on to say a few days later that there is no ETA for it coming back up. That it will be back up, but there's no ETA for it. There's They can't give any idea. People are saying, well, like, can you tell us is it going to be hours, days, weeks, months? They can't give you any idea. They, they, they say they know nothing. Which is possible. I, I do not know when it's going to come back up. Uh, to be fair, they have been paying people who have been requesting their Bitcoin out of the site. I don't believe Seals with Clubs is stealing anyone's money. I think if you have money on there and you go request it right now, you'll probably get it within a day or two. So I'm not, I'm not trying to say they're running off with your money. I doubt they are. Uh, but they are down, and it's not known when they will come back up. They are blaming this on a hardware failure. I'm not going to go into anything further. I do have some more knowledge, but because of my conflict of interest in the situation, I can't discuss it. But it's not a hardware failure. That's all I'm going to say. Should you be worried? No. I, I don't think you should be worried. If you are worried, you can get your money. I think they have your money. I don't, I don't know for sure, but uh, I everything I'm seeing and hearing, they appear to have everyone's money. And if you want it, they'll give it to you. It's not about that. But uh, it's also not about a hardware failure. Uh, that's the information I was given 
from sources close to the situation is all I can say. Not going to say any more. Not going to discuss it more. I almost didn't bring this up tonight, but I, I said, you know, everyone's asking me to talk about it because the main Bitcoin poker site has been down for six days and it's kind of peculiar and they're not really giving very specific information about it. So I'm trying to be fair here. I'm saying I'd, you know, I could come on here and say, hey, I think they're stealing your money, but I don't think that, so I'm not going to say it. They're not stealing your money, but at the same time, uh, the the reasons that are being presented of why it's down are uh, not necessarily what's really going on. But again, it's not something to worry about. If there was something to be alarmed or worry about, if it seemed to be in danger in any way, and your money or Bitcoin were in danger, I would tell you, even with the conflict of interest, because I, I don't want to see people get cheated. But I, I don't think it's about that. From what I've learned, it's not about that. And I think it will come back up. And I think it will proceed eventually as normal. But uh, I don't know when that's going to be. So you can fill in whatever blanks you want to fill in on your own. There's some information out there already. Not disseminated by me, but there's some information out there. So uh, that's the story with uh, that site. I actually wasn't sure if I was going to talk about it tonight, but uh, uh, I did. And someone asking in the chat, why give bogus reasons? I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, for whatever reason... They don't want to go into full detail of what's going on right now. But uh, as I said, I think your money's safe. I think they really are coming back up at some point. I don't know when. I have no timetable either. They're definitely not going to tell me anything voluntarily. They don't like me one bit. And the only reason I'm talking about it on this show is because it involves people's money. And I know there's people listen to the show who play on there. And I think it wouldn't be responsible of me to have this going on with it down and uh, not give my take on the situation. Now, uh, I'm not guaranteeing your money's safe. I have nothing to do with that operation, and what they do is what they do, but I, I think it is safe. I don't think they're going to steal your money if you wait till they come back up. At the same time, if you feel nervous, then go ahead and cash out. But if I felt that there was something to be concerned about, I would tell you. So, and, and let me say here that um, I can't say it's not a hardware issue. I can say that it did not originally go down because of a hardware failure or not the type of failure you're thinking of. And no, it wasn't hackers, in case you're thinking about that. At least I don't believe it was. I, I was not giving any information to indicate hackers were involved. So no, it hasn't been hacked, as far as I know. So if you're worried about that, don't worry about that. What would I do if I had money there? Uh, I, I would probably take it off and take a wait-and-see attitude with any site that did that. This isn't about who runs... That site, it's a, any site, if they said, hey, we're down for an unspecified amount of time, 
do you want your money in the meantime? What would I say? No? Of course I'd say yes. It's it's pretty easy to deposit there and withdraw there as far as I know. So, you know, why not take it off just to be safe? That's what I would do if I was in the spot, but I don't play on there, obviously. I'd do the same thing if Bovada did that. If Bovada came up with a message, hey, we're going down. Uh, we'll come back sometime soon. But you can withdraw right now if you want. Of course I'd withdraw. Of course I would. Even if I thought I could trust them, I, I still would because uh, the money's always safest in your bank account or in your Bitcoin wallet. So, I, I mean, truthfully, I probably shouldn't even be talking about this. I've got this weird conflict going on that I've got my listeners who play on there who are concerned for their money and their Bitcoin, and I have uh, my agreement with one of the people who runs the site that I'm not going to talk about the site. So I think I'm being fair here. I don't think I'm creating any kind of hysteria. If, if anything, I'm uh, defending them in a way, saying that I don't think that uh, your money's unsafe. Let me uh, talk about poker stars. Poker stars now. I thought I was going to be announcing poker stars going to be taking Bitcoin, which wouldn't be affecting any of the U.S. players who want to play for Bitcoin because U.S. players cannot play on poker stars, Bitcoin or otherwise. But here is an article about poker stars gearing up to accept Bitcoin. This is from Coinfire.io. For several months, online poker site PokerStars has been reportedly looking at integrating Bitcoin as a payment option for online poker games. CoinFire has recently received information from company insiders confirming that the process of integrating Bitcoin has been underway. The company has been the source of rumors about Bitcoin integration in the past and has publicly remained mum on plans to integrate Bitcoin as a payment option. However, company insiders wishing to remain anonymous have shared information with CoinFire about the upcoming integration of Bitcoin on PokerStars. A company insider told CoinFire, quote, accepting Bitcoin is the next logical step for PokerStars, an instant and safe way to pay for gaming just makes sense. We have worked hard to find the proper way to accept the currency. Working with third parties can be difficult at times due to regulatory issues in various countries, but we believe we have found a solution that meets our needs and the needs of our players. In December, multiple reports emerged in the online gaming world that PokerStars was looking for a vendor to handle Bitcoin transactions. That was back in December. While company sources have not given CoinFire information about who will be handling the transactions, we were told the company has a solution that is actively preparing to test internally. CoinFire learned that PokerStars has already scrapped one system and has opted for another since the customer-facing site side wasn't up to par with the company's high expectations. Another company insider told CoinFire, quote, we want to get this right, and if this means it takes extra time, then we will take that time. This is the next logical step for online gaming, but it is imperative to our company that we get it right. If we aren't happy with the results, we will look at more solutions to make this happen. So this is supposedly from an insider at PokerStars. When CoinFire pressed for further details about when Bitcoin will be accepted on PokerStars, we were told that a timetable was still unavailable and that the company is working diligently. We can confirm that Bitcoins are on the roadmap, though, and the feature will be released when the company is ready. So that's what was claimed on CoinFire.io. It seemed pretty convincing with these quotes from insiders, but it looks like 
either the person was speaking to a clueless insider or they were just making it up or perhaps poker stars just isn't ready to admit to this because poker stars apparently is not accepting bitcoin according to uh i can't find it anymore here we are from coindesk.io or .com sorry the the article i read there was from coinfire this is coindesk it's kind of confusing coindesk says poker stars has denied rumors that it will soon accept bitcoin this is 4 days after the last article was written this was an article that came out yesterday. The other article was uh, five days old. The world's largest online poker site said through a representative it has no immediate plans to accept Bitcoin. They said PokerStars has no immediate plans to implement Bitcoin. It is not on our development roadmap. The company went on to state that it is, however, reviewing its position and that it will continue to monitor the situation. The PokerStars representative also flatly denied the veracity of reports that have claimed the PokerStars is finalizing Bitcoin integration, citing unnamed company insiders, calling such publications, quote, incorrect. So they are denying it. Hmm, what do you think? You think PokerStars just isn't ready to admit to this? Or do you think that the article was totally full of crap just trying to get attention or you think maybe they spoke to a phony insider who doesn't really have the information or or maybe an insider who heard a rumor that wasn't true hmm I don't know I think it could be both I think it could be that PokerStars was looking into it loosely and someone at the company went and blabbed to this uh, Coindesk site or not coin this coin fire site and embellish the story a bit. Or maybe it was like the game of telephone. Remember the game of telephone? Uh, you'd play this in elementary school and you'd sit in a circle and you start out with a very simple statement and you'd whisper it to the person next to you who'd whisper it to that person who'd whisper it to that person. It would go around the circle. And then the person at the end, right next to you, you'd say, okay, what's the message? And they'd get something completely different because it would change a little bit as it went from person to person. So the first person would say, uh, uh, the sky is usually not blue in December. The next person will say, the sky is usually not blue in November. The next person will say, uh, the sky is blue in November. The next person will say, uh, the sky really isn't uh, isn't doing much in November. You know, it's something like that, where it just kind of morphs a little bit each time as it gets around to where the meaning totally changes by the end. I think that's what may have happened here, that there was some discussion of Bitcoin, then by the time it got to this, quote, insider, he had a lot of misinformation, who then quoted it to this uh, Coinfire site, which then reported the incorrect information. I don't believe PokerStars was never considering Bitcoin. Uh, I think this had to originate from somewhere unless they're completely making it up or unless they have a fake insider talking to them. Uh, They did say they're, quote, reviewing their position on Bitcoin, which makes me think there was at some point some discussion about accepting Bitcoin. You'd think there has to be because PokerStars really does look at all options and Bitcoin acceptance would make sense for PokerStars. 
because it gives people more ways to put money on the site. I think they just don't want to deal with it right now because Bitcoin is so volatile. They don't want to have to deal with accepting Bitcoin and then selling them back. I think they kind of just want to convert the Bitcoin into cash immediately, and they're afraid they can't do this on a wide scale. So I, I think that's that might be why they're not doing it. Maybe there's some legal or regulatory issues they're afraid they're going to run into in the markets they serve. I don't know why, but obviously they've been thinking about it. You can't not think about it if you run a poker site accepting Bitcoin. I'm surprised Bovada's not accepting Bitcoin yet. Let's take a look at what the chat is saying here. Uh... Forum were saying Druff trying to maintain, maintain some semblance of peace, referring to the last story. Uh, Tilt its own saying that 888 rejected an offer from William Hill. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, fuck poker stars, Jay Acosta. Uh, Blubber Nuffle saying Bitcoiners have been drooling over this idea for at least a year, referring to playing on poker stars with Bitcoin. Uh, Blubber Nuffle also saying stars taking Bitcoin probably be like five dimes. Bitcoin goes to U.S. dollars balance and vice versa. All right. So, I don't know. I, I, if PokerStar says they have no immediate plans, they, one thing they wouldn't do is say, we're not taking Bitcoin right now. We have no immediate plans. It's not our development roadmap. And then two weeks later saying, okay, guys, we've got Bitcoin. Like, they don't do things like that. They don't want to look untrustworthy. They don't want to look like jerks. They don't want to look like they're denying something like this. And then it's suddenly there. Like, if it appeared in six months, it's fine. Then they can claim, well, since then we decided to do it. But if it appears, like, really soon, they would look like assholes who lied to us. And PokerStars is too smart to do something like that. So, obviously, by saying it's not on their development roadmap, they're saying don't expect it anytime soon. And I believe that. Well, Melissa Burr. Melissa Burr is a female poker player. Uh, Her name doesn't really sound like it, but she's an Asian girl. uh, Known to be a good limit poker player. Not just limit hold'em, but all the limit games she is respected in the poker community for her limit game prowess. And I think she even final tabled a, uh, like the Poker Players Championship or something at the World Series. I met her for the first time at the main event of the World Series in uh, 2014. I didn't play that main event very well, but in my own defense, I had some very tough situations. I had one tough spot after another and eventually just kind of stressed me out and I stopped playing well. I didn't go on tilt. I just was making bad decisions. I was just kind of losing it there. So uh, Melissa Burr was with me from the table I busted out from. And, uh, yeah, she was nice when I when I was next to her there and she was even, you know, putting herself down, saying that she doesn't know what she's doing because she's not a no-limit player. But after I busted out, I was actually a little bit embarrassed that Melissa Burr had seen me in all these tough spots, including like a bluff that was run on me that was pretty obvious where I folded. And I was kind of embarrassed she saw me not play that well. And I I tweeted something like, uh, 
oh, I, w- I wish I played better today. Maybe I'd still be here, something like that. And I and she said, I said, like, nice playing with you. And she said, oh, no, you were in so many tough spots. Uh, every decision you had to make was tough. I, I can understand how uh, you'd end up uh, not always making the right move, like something like that. Like she was defending me saying, hey, you were in so many tough spots there, I couldn't believe it. So don't feel bad. It's not a nice thing to say. And she was very nice when I was at the table. She's a nice girl. Like, you get the... She doesn't come off arrogant at all. Like, some of these female poker players, you can... The arrogance, you can see it on them. Everything they do and say reeks of arrogance. But that's not her. She she comes off as likable and uh, down-to-earth and, and a person that uh, you like having at your table, at least from that standpoint. Uh, you probably don't want to have her at your table if you're at a limit game because she's a good player. But uh, as far as being pleasant at the table, uh, I definitely got that from her. She also inserted herself in the poker-approved scam. and That is, she wasn't scamming anyone. She was calling out the scam, even though she personally had nothing to do with it. So I gave her credit for that. Obviously, since I do the same myself, I insert myself into stories involving scams and call out the scammers. So... Uh, props to her for that too. But Melissa Burr has written an article criticizing the entire New Jersey legalized online poker industry. And she didn't write this article to be mean. She wrote the article to give them advice, basically. And she was from New Jersey. She played on there. And she has left. She's gone to Mexico so she can play on the sites like PokerStars or wherever else. She gave up on these sites and says, hey, i got to play on the sites I used to play on because these New Jersey legalized online poker sites are a fail site. They're all fail sites. So this is what she wrote. And she wrote this on a site called CardPlayerLifestyle.com. This is not affiliated with CardPlayer Magazine. It's very misleading. But it's Card Player Lifestyle, a completely separate site. This is what Melissa Burr wrote there. How to fix online poker in New Jersey, a pro player's perspective. November 26, 2013 was a big day. It was my birthday and the day New Jersey online poker went live. I was set to celebrate both of these occasions, but was sadly disappointed by one. I'm guessing it wasn't her birthday. As a resident of New Jersey and a professional poker player, I have a vested interest in seeing online poker succeed. As a college graduate with degrees in marketing and management, I also have a few thoughts on why the business of online poker in New Jersey is failing. Maybe these credentials qualify me as an adequate voice of criticism, and maybe they don't. But I do know that the current state of online poker in New Jersey is dismal at best and will surely fail unless drastic changes are made soon. I think I agree. Improve branding and visibility. First off, a recent survey was done by one of the major sites on all the New Jersey residents, and the results were shocking. The percentage of people who didn't even know that New Jersey online poker existed was staggeringly high. Here's your first problem, visibility. Never mind the choice of which site to play on, because if people don't know it exists, how can they play? Next, truly connect New Jersey's land-based casinos with the online poker sites. Each site is linked with a brick-and-mortar casino in Atlantic City. Let's start here. Here is your very first free point of visibility. You have all the wall space you could dream of, and in most cases a poker room where existing customers already play. 
Unless I'm mistaken, casinos did not just link up with these sites out of the kindness of their hearts. They're obviously sharing the profits and the revenue generated by the site they have chosen to back. Why not help them? Why not pool the resources of all the parties involved and incentivize every customer to patronize businesses? Here's a very simple four-step example of what I was talking about. One, Borgata advertises their site, BorgataPoker.com. Two, Borgata Poker implements a cross-comp system that allows you to redeem loyalty points for a free night at the Borgata Hotel. Three, Mr. and Mrs. Poker, referring to like, you know, just average poker player couple, comes down to Atlantic City and spend a lovely evening at the Borgata. Maybe they play some blackjack and return home. Four, now Mr. and Mrs. Poker go home and play a bit more online. While accruing points during their play, they earn a free meal at Bobby Flay and a free room. Do you see where I'm going with this? Let's call this a loop of profitability. Quite simply, it's a win-win situation for all parties involved. Casinos have this incredibly lucrative free marketing resource at their disposal, and they are passing on it. Land-based and online gambling have an opportunity to help each other thrive, and it seems as though all anyone wants to do is throw their hands up and say, this isn't working. All that I know is if I had a vested interest in any online poker site and I had the brick-and-mortar casino to advertise it, I'd be mass-printing wallpaper with my site's name in big, bold letters. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Why are they not promoting their online poker sites in the brick-and-mortar room associated with each of these sites? Each of these sites has to be associated with a brick-and-mortar casino. So why are they not doing more to promote it? It doesn't make any sense. Is it because they would rather keep the business there in the poker room because they don't get 100% of the rake on the online part of the poker room? They have to share it with the software provider. Is that what it is? I, I don't know what it is. But she's right. They are doing very little to promote their sites and then saying, oh, man, this isn't working. No one wants to play. Why is that? Man, this sucks. We expected more. Well, you're not making yourself known. This reminds me of women, you know, perfectly attractive, decent women who complain they can't meet men. And I say, okay, what do you mean you can't meet men? I can't meet them. There's no single guys out there. I go, that's not true. No, no single guys. I, I can't find any. I go, well, what have you done? Well, I haven't really done very much, but I, I just know there's no single guys out there. None of them are coming to me. Well, have you gone on any online dating sites? No, no, I, I haven't done that. Have you gone to any singles bars or clubs? No, 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 I haven't gone there either. What about uh, meeting people at uh, at work or, uh, you know, do you go to church, meet people there? No, 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 I, I don't really try to meet anyone anywhere. What about, uh, you know, when you're out at the store or wherever? No, no, I just kind of keep to myself. But there's no single guys out there. I can't find any. I've had conversations like this before with women who have said things like that. And that's pretty much what's happening with these online poker sites. They're, they're complaining nobody's playing there, but they're not advertising in a very easy and free place they can advertise. So then she goes on to write, you got to spend money. Here's how to do it wisely. Representatives of every site I've spoken with have all the same gripe. Namely, they, quote, don't have the money. Well, the cold hard fact of marketing is that you have to spend money to make money. How you spend your marketing dollars can vary, though, and ultimately the marketing tools used will decide which company survives and which fails. Every New Jersey online poker site has the opportunity to try to become the next poker stars, but which of them will have the moxie and marketing savvy to actually succeed on a grand scale? Here's another example. This year at the Aria 500, poker, Party Poker had a bowl of a few hundred patches. 
They gave them out to whoever wanted them. This to me was genius, but on a small scale. From what I can see, amateurs imitate the professionals. Ultimately, everyone wants to be on TV wearing a patch and winning the money. Why not give Mr. and Mrs. Poker that experience on a smaller level? I'd be handing out that patch to whoever wanted to wear it. Another company gave players their patch at this event, and the person that lasted the longest while wearing that patch won their entry fee back. For just $500, they got hundreds of people advertising their company. If you were to quantify each marketing attempt and award exposure points in relation to dollars spent, this idea would certainly rank high. The moral of the story is that if you want to get more people playing online poker in New Jersey, be sure to spend those dollars wisely. They can go far with the right ideas. That's true. Not not as good of a point as the previous one, but yeah, also true. I, I don't think they're finding cheap and effective marketing strategies here and just bitching they just don't have enough money to spend on marketing. Next, she writes, professional poker players have to do their part. Last but certainly not least, I'll address the professional poker players. If you thought I was just going to simply write this article and just place the blame on the companies, you're wrong. Whether we as players choose to accept it or not, part of the burden of responsibility for promoting online poker in New Jersey and the rest of the U.S. also lies on us. The landscape of poker is changing, and lately it's requiring the efforts of all who are involved. Poker isn't just about showing up, putting on your headphones, and collecting money. If you want your profession to survive, you have to have to play your part. If you want to see online poker make a comeback throughout the U.S., or especially if you're a resident of states like New Jersey that already have legalized it, when you're playing live, be sure to talk positively about online poker. We know it, all, it has its problems. We have all experienced technical difficulties at one time or another. However, there's a time and place to share these experiences. When you're sitting at a 2-5 table with Mr. and Mrs. Poker is not that time. So she's saying, when you see fish at the table, don't badmouth online poker. Say the opposite. Say you play it. Say it's fun. Try to get the, uh, the average uh, fish over onto these sites. I, I wouldn't advise encouraging uh, fellow pro players to go play there. But uh, at the same time, uh, I can understand uh, her point that you shouldn't sit there bashing the online poker sites that you want to see do well uh, when you have rec players at the table. Poker has afforded us professional players many opportunities, including the ability to sleep whenever we want, work whenever we want, and never have to answer to anyone. However, we want to keep the mentality of take, 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 and never flip the switch to give, 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 we might, uh, we might end up having to dust off those resumes. You know, I don't completely agree with that statement. Uh, I agree that you should try to get amateurs over there. You shouldn't make this your life's work if you're not working for the site. But I agree if you're sitting at a table full of recreational players and you want someone to join an online poker site you play on also, you don't bash that site in front of the recreational players. That's not very smart. Uh, at the same time, uh, we shouldn't be doing free work for the poker sites, in my opinion. I, I don't think we should be their uh, their free cheerleaders and uh, promotional tools because they they make the money. If they do well, they make the money. I might make money if I win on there, but they really make most of the money. So they should be spending the money. I'm not doing free work for them, that's for sure. Uh, uh, something she's not mentioning here that I think should be done is I think that there should be pro players who are Hire to be props. I don't know if they have them in New Jersey, but if they don't, they should. They should have people that get 100% rake back for sitting and getting games started. That's very important. It is very, very important to start games. I've said it before. uh, On kind of middling sites in the past, like Absolute Poker back before I knew they were cheating, Cake Poker, I would get games started. And often the games I would get started would last for days. 
but someone just had to sit and start them. Someone had to wait alone at a six-handed table and wait for someone to sit down. And the other pros knew not to sit with me because they knew that's not what I was looking to do, and most of them were not looking to play me either. But uh, I, you know, you got to have someone who's willing to sit there and get the game started and wait to do so. And it's not fun to sit and leave a table open and be glued to your computer for hours. But you know, if you get 100% rake back for agreeing to do this for a certain number of hours a day, I think you'll find plenty of pros who will do it. So uh, the site should give and take with these things. The site should ask the pros to help them, but also compensate them to do so in this way. Uh, you really would be surprised how many more games go when people are willing to start them. A lot of times a rec player will open up the software, see nobody playing the games that they want to sit at, and they, they're not going to be the first ones to sit. They just close it. If they see all zeros for the tables that they want to play, they're going to leave. They're not going to sit down and say, okay, well, let's see who sits with me. That's that's what a pro would do. I always give the piece of game selection advice that if you want to play a player who's worse than you heads up, do not sit with someone who's waiting right now to play. Do not sit with a guy alone at the table. It will always be a good player. If you want to play with a fish or a semi-fish heads up, it's almost never the guy sitting alone waiting to start a game. But at the same time, you should be the one starting the game. And if these sites want to succeed, they should incentivize this. So she finishes by saying, Actions speak louder than words. Please know that I also hold myself accountable to all these standards. Those of you who know me personally know that I recently moved to Mexico to further pursue my career in poker. So you could say that... uh, what is Melissa Burr doing? She's telling us that as pro players we have to do our part and then she ditches off to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, uh, she says, while this may seem a bit hypocritical in nature, you should also know that I spoke to many of the New Jersey online poker sites before making my decision. Unfortunately, my ideas and advice fell on deaf ears. My hope is that this article does not. I believe we can all find ways to work, sol- work together toward a solution instead of just complaining about the current state of affairs. Let's do it. And I, I guess she was the first woman ever to cash in the uh, 50K Poker Players Championship, as I mentioned before. She f- actually final tabled that. So a good article. I agree with most of it. And I agree with the general gist of the whole thing. And I also totally believe that her ideas fell on deaf ears. Totally believe that. Because I, I had the same thing. Anytime I went to these legalized online pokers, I play, I'm like, hey, you know, do this, do that. You, know, you can prove this, you can prove that. I know because I've been around so much. I've been around so long. I've been playing online poker for 15 years. I know. Listen to me. And they're like, eh, okay. They either say nothing or they give me excuses of why my advice is incorrect or, or cannot be, be implemented. It's always excuse, excuse, excuse. And I'm sure that's what happened to Melissa too. So uh, Melissa, good article, good job, and they probably will not do anything about it. They probably will not change a damn thing despite your best efforts. So good luck in Mexico there, and I think you probably made the right move. This is from uh, Jay Acosta says, Druff, can you get me Melissa's phone number? (laughs) Yeah, sure, sure. I'm going to give Melissa's phone number out to a listener of the show. (laughs) What could go wrong here? A female poker player? That is uh, somewhat well-known. Someone wants her phone number and listens to this show. I'm sure nothing could go wrong with that. Sure, Dan Acosta, let me look that up for you. 
from the 505 area code for WSOP.com. I had to restart my computer for it to work, but then he corrected himself 17 minutes later. Never mind, WSOP is fucking down right now. Uh, and then he also asked, what if Bitcoins dive while you're playing poker? Are you cashed out for less or doesn't your balance decrease over time? I don't know what site he's asking about. Uh, every site handles that differently. It depends if they hold your balance in Bitcoins or U.S. dollars. If they hold your balance in U.S. dollars, then Bitcoin dropping doesn't matter. If they hold your balance in Bitcoin, then it matters very much. So on uh, the site I spoke of, by the way, they hold your balance in Bitcoin. So, yes, you are speculating with Bitcoin while you play on there. Whatever happens to Bitcoin basically happens to your balance. If Bitcoin goes up by 10 times, you're 10 times richer without playing a single hand of poker. If it crashes down to zero, you've lost all your money. So that is the nature of Bitcoin. And if the site does not choose to convert it on the fly, then you are a Bitcoin trader without even realizing it when you're playing on these sites. You're a Bitcoin speculator. All right. Uh, let's see some other texts we may have gotten during the show. Uh, someone from the 608 area code was impressed that I pronounced the tribe of Menominee correctly. He said, you pronounce the tribe right. Kind of shocked as most people butcher it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, from the 410 area code, did you see this shit that you can win seven star stays for a year? I don't really mean seven star stays, but I think he's trying to say you can be seven stars at Caesars for a year by being day two chip leader in a tournament. No, I know nothing about this. Please, uh, if you're still listening, please text me a link about this. From the 407 area code, the owner of Poker Pills is calling in to talk about the new formula of Poker Pills guaranteed success. Can you say hi to Stephanie Ball for me, please? Okay, Stephanie Ball, whoever the hell you are, hello. I know nothing about you. I don't know how old you are. I don't know if you're attractive or ugly. But someone in the 407 wants me to say hello to you, so hello. Uh, I guess that's it. Oh, no, 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 no. We have something from before the show. Uh, please discuss gold and silver and comment on the pros and cons of sucking your own cock. <laughs> Why don't I read these things? If you were guaranteed a spot at the 3K limit final table by, and let me warn you, turn this down if you're in mixed company, by eating Judonk's ass publicly, would you do it? <laughs> All right. Uh, no. Uh, just a final table. No. Maybe, maybe maybe the bracelet. You know, I would like to have a 3K limit bracelet again. I already have one, but I would like to have a second one. It'd be cool to have two bracelets in the same thing. So yes, if I could be guaranteed a 3K limit bracelet this year, then I probably would eat Judoc's ass publicly. But I would not do it just for the final table. That only gives me like a one in nine chance to win. That's not good enough. I, I made a final table in 2013 at a limit event. I made a final table with a decent stack, and I didn't win. So I finished fifth. You know, I, I would not have eaten someone's ass to do that. It's not worth it. But uh, to win another bracelet, there I would do it. He said, also be interested in hear your thoughts on where you think oil is going. This is the same guy from 941. 
I backed the truck up to a few oil MLPs and got lucky. Timed it good so far. I, I have no idea where I think oil is going. It, uh, I haven't followed it that closely, and I know it went way, 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 way down, and it went back up some. And It's always hard to find the bottom point. I know there were people invested a while ago saying, oh, it's got to be at the bottom, and then it continued to plummet, and they, they felt foolish. But you can't really feel foolish. It's just too hard to predict. So I guess you did get lucky. From the 562, someone asking if, for the Colossus World Series event, if you can buy into all four flights at once and then just advance your best stack, your best stack on. No, you can't. Uh, to buy into the World Series of Poker Colossus event, you have to be busted out of the previous flight. So you, you can only buy into the next flight if you've busted out of the first flight, as far as I know. Which means you will have to stand in line four times. I guess that's about it. Let's see. Oh, we just got a text here. Jeez. I shouldn't have started this topic. From the 716, would you take a dive heads up in the 3K to get rimmed by Bruce Jenner? What? Why would I do that? Why would I take a dive and let someone beat me for the bracelet just to get rimmed by Bruce Jenner, which I wouldn't want anyway? The better question is, would I let the other guy take a dive in exchange for taking a rim from Bruce Jenner? And the answer is probably yes. <laughs> so... If Bruce Jenner is interested, uh, please let him know to contact me. But uh, make sure that when he contacts me that uh, he doesn't do it on the phone while he's driving. He has enough problems driving these days. All right, enough uh, filthiness right now. Right now, at least. Okay. Let's, uh, Let's see. Anything else here? Anything else here? <sighs> no. Just looking at my regular texts. Nothing. Alrighty. Let's move on. Let's look at the chat room, actually. Ah, oh, jeez. I'm not going to repeat any of this stuff. The other thing I want to repeat is, is there a million-dollar one-drop this year? The answer is no, it's that 111,000 one-drop. No million-dollar one-drop. They do that every other year. All right, let's move on to the next topic. About Doyle Brunson, since we talked about Bruce Jenner just now and rimming. Let's talk about Bruce Jenner and Doyle Brunson. Doyle Brunson got into some heat for something he had to say about Bruce Jenner, who is finally coming forward and being public about the fact that he wants to become a woman. Bruce Jenner, uh, there's been a lot of tabloid articles about this, but you never know whether you should believe the tabloids. But yes, Bruce Jenner. Dude looks like a lady. Yep, Bruce Jenner is a dude that looks like a lady, and he wants to become a lady. Pretty late in life here. I mean, this is a Olympic decathlon champion in the mid-1970s, 1976, now almost 40 years ago. So late in life, he is going to transition to be a woman. And this is not sitting well with the great Doyle Brunson. 
Doyle Brunson says, I cannot believe that Bruce Jenner is trying to become a woman. He is a hero of mine, or he was a hero of mine, since I was involved in track a long time ago. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Stop the music. He was a hero of mine since I was involved in track a long time ago. That doesn't make any sense. So, uh, Doyle Brunson is, I believe, 80 years old. Let me look this up. Doyle Brunson is born 1933. When Bruce Jenner became a hero to America, this was in 1976, and Doyle was already the same age I am now, 43 years old. Uh, Bruce Jenner himself was uh, 27 then. Let's see the earliest that Bruce Jenner would have been known to him. I I guess in 1972, he placed third at the uh, U.S. Olympic Trials and and 10th at the 1972 Summer Olympics in uh, Germany. But I think probably Doyle got to know of him four years later. But let's even say in 1972, Doyle got to know him at the age of 39. Now, have you seen pictures of Doyle from back in the 70s when he was playing poker? Uh, Taking a look at him from 1976, when he won the World Series of Poker, this was definitely not a guy who looked like he was into track and field. This guy was not definitely not a runner, definitely not someone who was in shape. The Doyle today, obviously, is very overweight, but you can say, yeah, he's an old man, he's, uh, he can't even walk anymore, he's got to wheel himself around. Uh, you know, maybe back when he was 40, he was in good shape. No, he wasn't. If you look at the old pictures of him, he wasn't huge, but he definitely was not a guy who exercised a lot. He was still kind of on the beefy side. He was not anyone who was into track in 1976, and I also doubt in 1972. I don't have any pictures of him in 72, but I, I doubt in 72, Doyle was uh, running every day and was uh, really into track himself. So it doesn't even make sense, the statement that Doyle made that he was a hero of mine since I was involved in track long ago. I I think Doyle may have been involved in track like back in 1950 when he was in high school, but uh, Bruce Jenner was just born around then. Bruce Jenner was born in 1949. So he definitely wasn't a track hero from his playpen. So I don't know what Doyle is saying. He's just trying to find something uh, uh, positive to say first before going into the negative. So he just thought no one would catch him on this. Oh, yeah, I was into track once, and... Uh, you know, he was a hero of mine back then, just kind of thinking, well, that was a long time ago, and I was in track a long time ago. It does, doesn't matter if it wasn't the same time at all. And the, By the time uh, Bruce Jenner was the track star, that Doyle was definitely not doing any running or any kind of track and field stuff himself. But, but putting that aside, he did hashtag say it's not true. I always think it's weird when an old guy does a hashtag. I even sometimes kind of feel weird doing hashtags. I, I kind of feel too old to do hashtags. But Doyle doing hashtags is just weird. This man was an Olympic champion that set all kinds of records. That's a woman? My hero? Come on. He may be some people's hero, but not me. Hmm. So he obviously took a lot of criticism for that. Uh, now, Doyle being 80 years old, he gets somewhat of a pass. People say, oh, okay, the old guy, he doesn't really understand uh, people getting sex changes or gay people or 
a lot of the concepts that have become more commonplace in 2015, but even 30 years ago uh, were considered somewhat taboo and 50 years ago really taboo. So uh, people kind of dismissed the old guy. It's just like the old man spouting off. So he got kind of a halfway pass for that, but a lot of people got angry. A lot of people felt he was being ignorant. Um, I don't think you can say that just because someone was an Olympic champion and a great athlete that they also can't have the desire to get a sex change or two completely separate things. Uh, You would like to believe maybe in your heart that uh, these masculine athletes that you watch competing and setting all these records and performing so well on the field that they wouldn't have feminine tendencies behind closed doors and they wouldn't be gay, but but the truth is some are. It really has nothing to do with one another. So, obviously, Bruce Jenner didn't just come up with this at age 65. He's probably felt this way for a long time, but only felt comfortable to uh, do this transition at this point. Now, I have to say, when you're 65 years old, is it really time to start with that? Uh, There's some dangers in the process. There's a lot of recovery time, a lot of uh, drugs you have to do, to, you know, hormones and stuff to really make the whole thing happen. Is this really time to do it? You're kind of at the end of your life. Uh, obviously, at 65, there's no way you're going to transition into a beautiful woman. <laughs> there's no way. So... I, I can understand much more someone who's younger or even maybe even middle-aged wanting to do this. I think when you get to 65, I, I think you probably, you're probably just better off, whether you're a public figure or not, just saying, well, you know, I should have done this before. I shouldn't have been afraid to, but I didn't. Oh, well, you know, I'll just kind of live this way silently. But uh, I don't know. I, I think transitioning at that point is kind of too late in life to do it, both for health reasons and... You know, what are you really accomplishing? You're, you're changing from an old man to an old woman. I mean, what's, what's really the point? So uh, anyway, uh, Bruce Jenner, to him it's important. He wants to do it. And you can't really say you're disappointed in the person for it. Now, what you can say you're disappointed in Bruce Jenner for is the car accident where a woman got killed. And it appears it was his fault. He claims he was uh, running away from paparazzi, but... There's not even any clear evidence that happened, and even if true, that doesn't just give you a license to run into people. You got to getting away from paparazzi does not give you the license to drive recklessly. And he wasn't even saying that they were doing something violent. It's not like I'm I'm trying to get away from someone who was waving a gun at me. There, you can say, okay, if I have to drive recklessly and end up hitting someone and killing them. It's tragic, but I was fearing for my own life and fleeing from someone who was crazy. But uh, people trying to take pictures of you and be nosy, while you don't want to make it easy on them, you you can't create a danger of yourself. So if you're going to criticize Bruce Jenner, that's what it should be for, not that he wants to become a woman. And we'll see if he ends up facing any charges for that whole thing. Desert Explorer saying What a fucking loser Just enjoy life and do not chop your dick off <laughs> I, I I wouldn't go that far But I do have to say that You go that long in life As a man You get to age 65, 66 And you haven't transitioned yet You haven't become a woman yet Even if you kind of wanted to be a woman throughout life Just 
it's too late. Just just stay a man and say, all right, I should have done it, but I didn't do it. Be done. Kind of a weird time to do it. You know, I I guess this is kind of a similar topic. I Living in Las Vegas for so long, I, I got to see a number of trannies. In fact, uh, I once had a tranny play 100-200 Limit Hold'em with me at the Bellagio. And I, uh, in this tranny's defense, uh, she was very nice. Uh, she lost about $12,000. She wasn't a good player, but she also ran really, really, really bad. She had terrible luck. She had a lot of, like, legit, really strong hands get cracked there. And she was very nice about it. Didn't say one crossword, didn't one complaint. I mean, I, I don't think I could have maintained the composure that Tranny had if I lost $12,000 at 100-200 as quickly as I did, as she did there. <clears throat> but putting that aside, uh, the problem with this Tranny was that she was, like, six foot three and had huge hands. Huge. I mean, even huge for a man. And and she tried to put on, like, some sort of gloves to try to cover it up. It was still obvious. Like, the hands were gigantic. And she was, like, six foot three. And, like, it was, it was like a big dude who wanted to become a woman. And so I, I saw some of that. I saw, like, a lot of different trannies around Vegas. I, I didn't see them personally. I didn't order trannies to my room. But I, I saw them, you know, walking around and... Uh, I don't know. What I came to think for myself is that let's say you want to become a woman. Let's say you're a man and you say, I feel like a woman. I feel like I, I want to transition and become a woman. I don't feel like a dude. I think if you have the build or look to where it's really impossible to transition and look like a convincing woman, there's no point. You're just going to end up looking like a guy in the dress. You may you may kind of feel like a woman walking around, but no one's going to see you that way. I can totally understand if you're a guy who doesn't feel like a guy and feels like a woman inside, and you want to be on the outside what you feel on the inside, and you want people to see you that way, and that's fine. And if you can do it and pull it off and really look like a woman, then go ahead and do it. Of course, tell any man you date what you were. Don't try to trick anyone. But if you want to do that, fine. But... I don't think it's a wise thing to do if you're not going to be able to pull it off. If you're going to look like a dude in a dress, if you're going to look like a six foot three guy in a dress with huge hands, I don't see the point because everyone sees you as a man. I I don't see the point of doing that. I think really you should only do that if you think you really can look like a woman and people will believe you. That's that's my opinion on the matter. And uh, from what I noticed, the the white people and the Asian people seem to have the best time at being able to pass as a woman when they become transsexuals. Now, not all white people and not all Asian people. Like uh, the tranny I described with the giant hands who was like six foot three, that was a white person. And that person definitely wasn't passing. But uh, I think the white and the Asians who are fairly young probably have the best shot at it. Uh, if you're older, if you're really tall, if you're really big, uh, if uh, if you're black, I hate to say it, uh, don't bother. You're just you're just not going to pull it off. No one's going to believe you. It's it's sad but true. Like if they don't believe you, if they don't see you as a woman when you're walking around outside, what's the point? Slow roll is enjoying the segment. He says. 
Uh, this is the best segment you've ever done. Josie the Pussycat, who's, who's gone for a while. Josie the Pussycat, who uh, once dated Bad Guy 23. Uh, she's back in the chat. She actually had a child. I don't know if she wants me saying that. I probably should have gotten her permission, but she had a child. But she's back in the chat. <laughs> People are saying in the chat, finally some tranny advice from Druff. Four more saying Druff's voice is cracking for Josie. No, it's not. Come on now. Seriously Serious saying someone needs to introduce Todd to the fascinating world of Tumblr SJWs. It would blow his mind. I think he means social ju- social justice warriors. And uh, those are people who basically go on the internet and uh, try to fight against uh, racism and homophobia and everything they perceive as a uh, uh, bad things happening, happening in society. He says that I should see the social justice warriors on Tumblr and blow my mind. But like, I'm, I'm not even trying to bash trannies or anything. I'm like, uh, I'm saying if, if you feel like you're a woman and you want to uh, switch, go ahead. I'm just saying if you, can't, if you can't pull it off and no one will see you as a woman, what's the point of going through it all? I, I just don't get it. Uh, Josie the Pussycat, though, is saying that uh, it's how they feel on the inside and he feels like he's a woman, referring to Bruce Jenner, I guess. JSTAT saying, Druff going for transgender ratings. Josie the Pussycat saying that I'm the father of her child. Uh-oh, I hope Ben's mom's not listening. <laughs> The question is, where was I about 10 months ago? Was I anywhere near Pittsburgh? There's something for the internet detectives to look up. Seriously, seriously, saying you're being a transphobic shitlord, Todd. Check your privilege. <laughs> the X Factor saying Druff would make an ugly woman. Yes, I would. I, I would make an ugly woman. I, you know, I think a long time ago, I think a long time ago, uh, you know, when I was a lot skinnier and I was younger, I, I, I think I could have done a lot better as a tranny. I think I could have been a fairly passable tranny. But uh, now I, I would be very ugly. There's no question. There's no question. Uh, the problem, I was too tall. The, the whole way I was too tall. That's That would have been the problem. But, uh, like, my body's completely wrong to be a tranny. And uh, my, my face is just too wrong and I'm too tall. It, it just wouldn't work. I'm too old. It, it just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. Own Mattisau in the chat saying, what would Doyle do if his son Todd chopped his cock off for a pussy? <laughs> this is the this topic's really getting the chat room going. The chat is saying so much about this topic. They've probably said more about this topic than everything else on the show combined. Alrighty. Let's move on from the tranny topic. Amaya and Caesars are uh, joining forces. Do you remember uh, you'd watch the cartoons like the Super Friends and uh, you'd have like uh, the good guy and the bad guy who had always been fighting and then some really bad guy comes out and is going to screw both of them? And uh, they they join forces. The enemy of the enemy is my friend sort of thing. Where two people who didn't like each other have to come together and fight the greater evil. This is happening in poker right now. 
Amaya, who owns Poker Stars and Full Tilt, and Caesars, who owns WSOP.com, are joining forces to fight Sheldon Adelson's attempt to stop online poker. Sheldon Adelson is trying to get something called the RAWA passed to make uh, online poker illegal everywhere. Even the legalized online poker rooms would become illegal and would have to be shut down if this passed, this RAWA bill. He's trying to get that passed. And uh, Caesars is feeling some threat here. They don't want WSOP.com to be shut down. They want to see WSOP.com run in California through their Rincon property. And Poker Stars, they want to become part of the California online poker market, and they want to hopefully penetrate other markets. So uh, Caesars was definitely not on the side of Poker Stars before. They, they've had a very poor relationship, and, and basically they were enemies. They, they don't want Poker Stars in California because they don't want to compete with them. They don't want Poker Stars in any of their markets because they don't want to compete with them. They, they know WSOP.com software, as, as we see tonight, as you can't connect to anything, sucks. And Poker Stars has great software, so they don't want to compete with them. Poker Stars has great po- customer support. Uh, WSOP.com has terrible customer support, so they don't want to compete with Poker Stars. But they realize if they don't join together and fight Sheldon Adelson's attempts to make online poker illegal, even if it's run by a casino, then none of them will have anything. So they have joined together to fight for the greater good. And uh, and this is what's happening here. Uh, let me bring up this article. Two North American gam- gaming industry giants... Caesars Entertainment and Amaya Gaming have confirmed that they are cooperating together in support of online gambling legislative initiatives in the United States. The cooperation was hinted at in comments made by a Caesars executive by fri- on Friday, this is uh, this past Friday, and subsequently confirmed yesterday, February 16th, on both the Caesars and Amaya sides. Last Friday, Caesars Entertainment's Executive Vice President Jan Jones Blackhurst remarked to gambling compliance writer Chris, Chris Krashik that Amaya-owned poker stars should duly be considered for licensing in New Jersey, where the online giant's application for, for said license has undergone lengthy and unexplained delays. So basically, uh, an executive at Caesars was saying, hey, New Jersey, bring poker stars in here. And everyone's like, what? But you're going to be competing with them. Why do you want them here? Aren't you happy they're being delayed? And then yesterday, in an update on the situation, Jones Blackhurst confirmed increased cooperation between the two firms. We need to focus on where our opposition really lies, and it's clear and, and clearly it's not Amaya and Poker Stars. They are a strong ally in the space. So what they're trying to say here is that uh, they are not each other's opposition. The opposition is Shelton Adelson and his attempts to prevent online poker from being legal in the U.S. Separately, representatives of Amaya Gaming also confirmed the warming relationship between the two companies, which was explored in an editorial. Uh, said it, Caesars and Amaya already possess a limited working partnership in New Jersey, but there has been years of prior conflict between Caesars and Poker Stars, uh, the giant online poker site acquired by Amaya last summer. 
The conflict has been swept away as a result of Amaya's introduction into the equation as PokerStars owner, with the two firms now working to expand the relationship. So, uh, they are joining together. They are going to try to counteract the lobbying against online gambling legislation. And that's being done by Sheldon Adelson, of course, the CEO of Las Vegas Sands Corp., owner of the Venetian. So, uh, we will see. We will see. And uh, furthermore, uh, this is what uh, Seth Polanski had to say regarding the situation with poker stars in in, uh, California. We compete up and down the Las Vegas Strip every day. As long as everyone is on a level playing field and the regulations are set up as a win-win-win, we'll enter the market, referring to whether they will enter with their Rincon property. Uh, But basically, Caesars has dropped their opposition to allowing poker stars in California and New Jersey. They're okay with the removal of the bad actor clause, which would keep poker stars out of California. That's what is stalling the legalizing of online poker in California, because uh, one faction wants a bad actor clause, which keeps poker stars out for breaking previous online gaming laws. And uh, another faction wants poker stars there. But before the factions were very clearly divided, those using poker star software, the ones who plan to use it, want poker stars there, obviously. And the ones who are not going to be using poker star software don't want them there. But now it's starting to change. So we have Caesars now saying, go ahead and let poker stars in, even though they'll be competing against them. And we have another one. We have the Morongo tribe. Robert Martin, chairman of the Morongo Band of Mission Indians, that's a big uh, casino, by the way, they're in the Palm Springs area. He said his tribe is working, is, sorry, is willing to compromise in order to make legalized online poker in California reality. Uh, he told the Riverside Press Enterprise uh, that it was time for tribal interests to come together. He said there has to be compromise or it won't get done. At the end of the day, we all want what is best for the tribes. So he thinks they should compromise. He thinks that uh, they should do away with the bad actor clause. The chairman of the Rincon tribe, which technically owns the uh, Harris Rincon property that Caesars uh, manages, He says, there's got to be a lot of give and take on all our parts. There will be some things we don't like. So Morongo and and Rincon, which is Caesars, uh, they're dropping the opposition to stars coming to California. So it's starting to crack. It's starting to look like that maybe stars will come to California. However, Pechanga, who has a very large casino in the Temecula area between like Riverside and San Diego, they are very, very against PokerStars coming, and they are not backing down on that position. So it's, so far, still not making any inroads. So maybe a while until we see an agreement on California legalized online poker. But you know what? Maybe it's not that great of a thing if California online poker gets legalized. Uh, there's been some discussions I've seen 
you know, I Bovada, I believe, does not allow you to play on their site if you're from one of the states that currently has legalized online poker. I don't think they let Nevada residents, Delaware residents, or New Jersey residents play there. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what it is. Because they don't want any problem from those states. They want to keep their problems with the U.S. government to a minimum. They're in the crosshairs now because they are the biggest online poker site accepting U.S. players, and they know it. So they're trying to stay out of the way of the states that are accepting online poker players, and, you know, that are running online poker sites. Well, what if these sites come to California and they're no good? What if they have the same problems that uh, Melissa Burr was complaining about in New Jersey? What if these sites stink and they are inferior to what Bovada was offering? Now you won't be able to go back to Bovada. So is it a good thing if it comes to California or are they just not ready to run these sites in a legalized market yet? Uh, as much as I think it's unfair for poker stars to enter the market, as I've said before, because they had a huge advantage in operating illegally, I, I kind of think that might be the only way that the, it's going to be any good. At least they know what they're doing. Because uh, WCP.com definitely doesn't. Ultimate Poker certainly didn't. Who does? I mean, who knows what they're doing besides poker stars? It looks like all of the online poker sites that are legal in the U.S. right now just have problems. They're just not being run properly. Let's take a look at what the chat room is saying. Desert Explorer saying the state of California fucks up everything they touch for the most part. I question how they would mess up online poker. You're right. I'm afraid of that too. He's also worried that maybe the online poker could be some kind of extension of the department that runs the California lottery. Yeah, that'd be a disaster. China Maniac saying stars would be God in California. Bad Guy 23, I see you've shown up. I see you've shown up. He thinks someone hijacked uh, Josie's account. I, I don't think so. Well, bad guy, if you want to call in, I'm done with this uh, Stars and Morongo topic. If you want to call in, it's a good time. Let's have a little uh, break from the serious discussions here. You know, I went from talking about trannies to talking about poker stars to talking about maybe what your situation is. That the phone number is 775 372 8355. 775-FRAUD-55-702-430-1808. Come on, bad guy, call in. And uh, let's hear you. had your surprise. You, you said to me that there's a big surprise on February 17th, and I need to be here. I, I can't cancel the show. Yeah. Bad guy 23 just said in chat, I call in at the end of the show. I'm not following Tranny's druff. Have some respect. <laughs> You're not following Tranny's. I, Caesars and Amaya followed Tranny's. You're following Caesars and Amaya who are following Tranny's. But fine, if you want to wait to the end, you can wait to the end. We have a, a, a light agenda tonight. We're getting near the end anyway. I've got uh, two topics left, and then we're out. Then we have nothing left. So... Uh, I guess we'll do the second to last topic. And maybe bad guy will call after that. Maybe that's enough space to put uh, uh, 
between the trannies and him. So, the Menominee tribe, and yes, I'm saying it right, the Menominee tribe of Wisconsin is offering some substantial money toward a new Milwaukee Bucks arena if they can get a new casino approved. Kind of a a weird form of a bribe. The Menominee Tribe. Yeah, that's the Menominee Tribe, not the Menominee Tribe, but pretty close. Okay, so they're coming to, they want to come to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, if you don't know much about Wisconsin, we have some uh, Wisconsin listeners here for sure, by the way. Wisconsin, Milwaukee is obviously the biggest city there. Kenosha is about 40 miles from Wisconsin. So it's in the Milwaukee metro area. It's the fourth biggest city in Wisconsin. And uh, the Menominee tribe, Menominee tribe, wants to get a new casino in Kenosha. And they think that new casino will be worth so much that they're willing to put $200 million dollars million toward a new Milwaukee Bucks arena in exchange for their casino being approved. This is an article from uh, Fox 6 News. It's a huge new offer to help fund a new arena in downtown Milwaukee, but there's a very big string attached. A major announcement is expected Tuesday, February 10th. I wonder if it happened. This is a, a week ago. Regarding the future of the new Milwaukee Bucks arena, Mark Belling is reporting that the Menominee Tribe of Wisconsin is expecting to make a major financial offer in exchange for something they want, a casino in Kenosha. The push to build a new Milwaukee Bucks arena could be gaining some major financial support, but the funding would come with strings attached. I would like to see a new arena. To lose the Bucks would be horrible, Bucks fans Wayne Zerba said. Fans of the Bucks Monday night game versus the Net, re, Nets reacted to a report by WY, WISN radio host Mark Belling that the Menominee Tribe of Wisconsin is expected to offer $200 million for the arena project in exchange for Governor Scott Walker reversing his decision and approving the tribe's proposal for a casino in Kenosha. I don't think that going with the tribe would be the route to go. I don't think so, Zerba said. Well, Zerba's just a fan. Why do they keep quoting him? Some fans who admit they want a new Bucks arena say they're not comfortable with a possible offer. There's enough people, other money coming in from everywhere else, Bucks fan Dan Kirkella said. But some fans say they'd be on board with the plan. I think it's a good idea. They can build a casino. I have no reason why not to build it, Bucks fan John Barbie said. Governor Walker rejected plans for the Kenosha Casino, saying the state risked losing millions to the Potawatomi tribe. The the, the Potawatomi offered... Operate a casino in Milwaukee and would need to be reimbursed for any lost business. That's kind of weird. They must have some kind of contract with the state where if they uh, have a second casino, they have to reimburse them. That's really strange. That's really strange. The Indians get their casinos there. And not only do they get to operate a casino, they get 
some kind of agreement that if other casinos pop up that the state has to give them money for business they don't get. What kind of sweetheart deal is that? I want to own a casino under those terms. You can't compete with me. You can't allow anyone to compete with me. And if you do, you pay me for the businesses I lose. Wow. Walker had proposed a state bond of $200 million to help pay for the arena. The money from the Menominee tribe would eliminate the need for any state or local funding for the arena project. Well, I, I have to say here that uh, a $200 million state bond is it's not that great of an idea either. You might as well just let the Indians kick in the $200 million. I, it, I guess it depends how much they have to pay the uh, Potawatomi tribe, how much they have to pay them in compensation if they allow this $200 million to be given by the Menomina tribe. I guess it boils down to that. Other than that, I say, yeah, sure, let them build the damn casino and save the state from having to issue a state bond of $200 million. I mean, who needs that on the hanging over the state? Former Bucks owner Herb Cole and the Bucks' current owners Wes Edens and Mark Lazary have already pledged more than $200 million to the Arena Project. A Bucks fan from Chicago said the decision is easy. I'd like to see them take it, but it's easy for me to say it's not my tax money. Milwaukee Bucks officials and Menominee tribe leaders weren't confirming this plan on Monday evening. The Milwaukee Bucks say they'll hold a press conference where they'll share an announcement about an exciting new partnership that further strengthens this team's bond in southern Wisconsin. Okay, so what happened? This is a week old. What happened? What ha- now? Now I didn't realize when I made this uh, topic that it's a week old. Now, now I I got to know what happened. I feel like I just watched part one of a two-part drama on TV, and part two has already aired, and I'm just not watching it yet. I feel like I have to watch part two. Does anybody know what happened? Nobody knows. Ah, you're going to make me Google it during the show? All right. Let's see if I can find it. Uh-oh. This is a more recent article. Governor Walker turns down Menominee Tribe's latest offer. So much for that. See, I should read these things before I do the show. This was already turned down before I started the show. Just like the poker star's Bitcoin thing. I need to I need to research these things further before putting them as topics. Okay, let's see. With three days left to change his mind, Governor Scott Walker said no once again to allowing the Menominee tribe to build a hard rock casino in Kenosha. He said no on January twenty third, rejecting the original casino plan by saying the risk to taxpayers is too large. Walker sent a letter to the tribe Monday saying even if the Menominee tribe could legally execute a $275 million bond, it still would not fully cover the potential economic liability to the state. All right. So much for that. Guess it's not going to happen. Good try, Menominee tribe, but I guess you're not going to have your casino in 
Kenosha. Jay Acosta does not like this topic. Damn, this topic sucks, he says. I think he's just mad I won't give him Melissa Burr's phone number. All right, casino bonus whoring, and then we'll get the bad guy, hopefully. Casino bonus whoring. Uh, There's various ways you can do it. Bonus whoring is the process of using some company's bonus offers and then never giving them further business. We call it bonus whoring because, like, when you get a whore, you're just using her for sex and uh, telling her to go away when you don't need her anymore. Well, same thing is what you're doing here with these uh, casinos. When you bonus for them, you use the bonus they have to offer, and then when they can't give you anything more, when you've used them for what you need, then you leave, and you have nothing to do with them anymore. The casino bonus whoring that is typically discussed involves some kind of direct promotion. Like, uh, I think the Tropicana still has this, where you you sign up there and you get some sort of cash back on your losses. I actually have a blog about this on my site explaining how to optimally play that, that I won't go into now. But, but things like that. Sign up for a player's card. Uh, use whatever bonus they give you for the sign-up process, and then after you're done with it, never play there again. And that's still fine. You should still do that when you can find it. But that's not what I'm going to talk about tonight. Something I've come to discover is that there's a very much a law of diminishing returns when it comes to casinos and their offers. The law of diminishing returns basically states that you get the best up front and then everything goes downhill from there. Uh, here's some places where the law of diminishing returns applies. Uh, when you're really, really hungry and sit down to a meal, the first few bites just taste really, really good because you're so hungry. And then as you eat more and more, it, it doesn't taste as good anymore because uh, you get more full and, and the uh, psychologically no longer uh, have the desire to eat as much, so all of a sudden the, the food is no longer as good to you. Another thing, uh, let's say you haven't seen your girlfriend in a very long time. Let's say you haven't seen your girlfriend in two weeks. The first hour or so with her, especially if you're alone, will probably be a lot more exciting than the next two days after that. There's the law of diminishing returns there. Uh, It really applies to a lot of things, where the beginning is much better than what follows after that. And as more and more time passes, it's just uh, less and less fun, exciting, or advantageous for you. Well, there is a law of diminishing returns for casino bonus whoring as well. Basically, casino offers are not free money. People confuse that. They think they're being given something for free because the casino's nice or uh, just because they like giving things away or because they're trying to create customer goodwill. That's not true. Casinos give offers because they want to get you addicted to gambling there. They want you to lose a lot of money there. They want you to get used to playing there. They want to bring you in. They want to find reasons to bring you in. And then once you're there, 
Once you've used up your bonus, you'll keep gambling because you're a sick, degenerate gambling addict, which probably a lot of you are. So that's the point of them giving offers. Now, when you walk into a casino, because these offers are dictated by computer, they don't know you personally. They can't tell the difference between you, the degenerate gambler, and you, someone who's trying to take advantage of them for whatever bonus they have and leave. So what they do is when you show up and you get a new player's card, which, of course, you have to do for them to know who you are, and you start playing, they don't know yet if you're going to be a regular player who's going to dump a lot of money there or if you're just here once or twice and you're never going to play again. Now, if you show up there and barely play or you play yeah, very low-limit slot machines or very video poker or if you play $2 blackjack, they're, they're not going to give you very much because you're not worth that much to them. But if you show up there and play something that they'd be very happy to see you playing on a regular basis then they will try to entice you to come back. They will entice you with free rooms. They will entice you with free play to where you will get free money to play with there. They will entice you with free food, free shows, and other benefits. This will always be on delay. You won't get offered the next day. What will happen is uh, you go in there, you play, and you'll be offered these things a few months later. And then there's a second delay in them recognizing that uh, you're actually not playing like they hoped you would. So once these offers start, it takes a few months for them to stop. So it takes a few months for them to start after you play, and it takes a few months after that, at least, for them to stop. Though sometimes they can go on for as long as a year or maybe even more. So what is the answer here? Well, first of all, these these casinos typically don't communicate with one another. They're in competition. They don't want to share data on the players they have, except for players that they want to keep out, such as uh, cheaters or sometimes card counters or others that are breaking their rules. But as far as the person just using them for bonuses, they don't share information on that. So... Basically, what you're looking to do is you're looking to play the minimum to generate the maximum benefits and then milk the benefits for as long as possible. And once those benefits go away, then you throw them away and you move on to the next group of casinos. When I say group, I mean that they there's various ownership groups of these casinos. There are the big ones like uh, Caesars and MGM, obviously. There's the ones like Wynn or uh, Las Vegas Sands, like Venetian, and, and Treasure Island, you know, like the big independent casinos. And then, there's the, then there's the small independent casinos. I, I wouldn't concern yourself too much with the small independent casinos, but I would focus first on the large company casinos, the MGMs, the Caesars casinos, and then focus on the big independent casinos. The important thing you're going to be doing here is you're not going to be doing them at the same time. The only exception to this is if uh, it's hard for you to travel to Vegas or wherever you're playing and you, you want all this at the same time. But if you want the maximum you can use, because what's going to happen is you're going to be inundated with offers, and the offers you're going to get, you're going to get so many that you're not going to be able to use them all. Even if you just do one casino at a time, you're going to get offers you're not going to be able to use unless you live locally. So you don't want to introduce a second group of properties into the mix until you're done using the first. 
And this way, a long time can pass before you won't have somewhere to stay for free in Vegas or Atlantic City or wherever else you are. Now, the, the more properties there are, the more options there are in your town, uh, the longer this will last for you. You also have to have a bit of a bankroll. You, if, if you're close to broke, this isn't going to work for you because you're not going to be able to risk the amount you have to risk to do this. Uh, the good news is, though, you'll probably recover most of this money back. So let me give you an example. I have a friend, and when I say a friend, I really mean a friend because I've had a Caesars card for a long time, so this really was not me. But I had a friend who last year was trying to earn diamond. And uh, they went to the highest paying machine in Vegas, the highest paying video poker machine in Vegas, and played uh, double-double bonus poker with like a 99.96% theoretical return. But of course, that's the theoretical return. Uh, There's a lot of variance to it, so you can also get clobbered in the short term. And that's what happened to my friend. My friend ran up a $1,500 or $1,600 loss. And I was with my friend when this happened. I I was advising them how to play, and they they weren't making any mistakes. They were just running really, really bad. They lost like $1,500 or $1,600 and were so pissed about it. And it hardly earned any tier credits toward Diamond. And they said, you know, screw it. This is a bad idea. I can't believe I was going to do this. And so they, they actually stood up and threw their total rewards card in the trash. And I felt kind of bad. Even though I advised them not to do this because it was a high-variance machine, I, I still kind of felt bad for them. Until they started getting the offers in the mail about two or three months later. $500 free play. free play, $500 food credit, expensive show tickets, week after week after week, one good offer after another in Las Vegas from that one session. Remember, this person threw away their total rewards card and did not play again after that one session where they lost about $1,500. Well, this person had a happy ending. They took those free play offers and other than that, never played again, and milked far more than $1,500 worth of winnings on the free plays back from Caesars. Now, I'm not entirely sure if they were offered this because they played $1,500, you know, they played, you know, what I call middle stakes video poker, middle high stakes video poker, uh, and then left, or if it's because they lost so staggeringly and perhaps the computer misinterpreted them as a player who didn't know what they were doing. Because there is some skill in video poker. Uh, if, if you know the right moves to make, then you're no better than any other video poker player. But if you don't know, you can be a horrible player. Like, you can be awful at video poker. So it may have mistaken this person as an awful video poker player. But I also believe that it's very possible that this is not the fact. And it was just the fact that they showed up, put 1500 in, and you know, ran this much play, and they didn't come back. And it was trying to entice them back. I think it was probably a little bit of both. But this leaves you, if you can afford to lose something like 1000 or $1,500, in the worst case, this leaves you with an opportunity, almost a free roll, provided you can wait to recoup the money, where you can sit down, Play a, the best video poker machine you can find. Don't even worry about how many tier credits you're earning or whatever. 
And when I say the best machine, you either play like a, play something like five dollars a hand, not five dollars, five dollars a credit. Either five dollars a credit or like a five play machine, where you're playing one dollar a credit. But pretty much where every hand is like twenty five dollars. If you're really afraid to do that, then play the uh, two dollar level instead of the five dollar level. But play something like that. Play a machine that is either five dollars a credit or two dollars a credit, or a a three or five play machine for one dollar a credit. And run it for a while. And if you lose like a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred, you stop. And then wait a few months. Wait a few months, and the offers will start to come. Now this only works if you're a new player. If you've had a total rewards card for a long time, don't do it. If you had an MGM M Life card for a long time, don't do it there. You have to get a new player's card for this to work. But anywhere you don't have an existing player's card, get a card. Run the money through the machine. If you win, great. Then you're probably going to get the offers annual of one or broken even. If you lose, you might even get better offers because it may mistake you as a bad player depending on how much you lose. So definitely don't try to lose because that it won't be worth it. It may not even help you much. But then you'll be able to milk it. Starting about three months from then, they're going to start giving you free play offer after free play offer. And food offers and hotel offers and you're, and especially the room offers, you're going to be able to stay there for free for a long time before they catch on, before the computer catches on. You're going to be able to milk this for probably a minimum of six months, maybe even more. The offers will decline, but uh, you'll be able to milk this for a while. Now, if you live far away and you can only come to Vegas once a year, this is not going to help you that much because what will happen is you're going to come, it's going to offer you stuff, you don't come, your offers are going to die, and then you can't call back and say, hey, bring back my offers. That's not how it works. But if you can come, if you can come back when they make these offers to you, if you live within an area where you can drive there or fly there easily, then do it. And only do one group of properties at a time. So fully use up all the offers from whatever property first, whatever property you don't have a card at. So like start with Caesars. Use them when they stop offering you everything. Then, uh, or at least when it gets close to stopping and you, and you think that, uh, you know, because it's like a three-month delay. So uh, then go to MGM next and do it there. And then go to the next ownership group of properties that you can find. And so on and so forth. What about when you're done with that? Well, there's more. What about your wife? If you're married... She can get a card. Uh, technically, you can put the card in and uh, and play as her, but sometimes the hosts come down and you look kind of stupid when they uh, see you're not, you know, Mary Jones and, and you're a dude. But, uh, you know, you may just want to have her with you and uh, advise her how to play. They'll even be fine if she's sitting next to you and you're pressing the buttons. They won't give a crap as long as she's there. But... Um, you can do the same thing with your wife after this is all done and, and do this whole round of things again. Or anyone else you travel with. Does your mom come with you when you travel to Vegas? Do it with her. Does your dad come? That's even better because then you can play on his card. They won't even be able to tell who's who. The point is, you can really stretch this out. And you will get a lot of offers when you do this. So to repeat, what you do is you have to get a new player's club card. You have to play fairly high limits. I would suggest learning video poker, learning the optimal strategy. If you're not good at that, then go to a site like wizardofodds.com and and print out the optimal strategy and keep the paper with you as you're playing. You are allowed to do that, by the way. 
and run run it for a while, maybe an hour, an hour and a half, and then quit, and then don't come back. And the offers will come. Why? Because they will have seen that you are willing to risk that much money there, and they're going to figure they just got to entice you back. It'll work. I'm not guaranteeing. And I heard Caesars is cutting down their offers in 2015. But if comps and free rooms and free food and free play is worth it to you, I would do it. If I had a, if I was not in the total reward system, I would totally do this right now. Now, obviously, don't do it if you're down to your final thousand dollars. This is not going to get you rich. But believe me, you can hit them for much more in benefits and free play than you're going to lose here. And you can do this in several companies. Now, what if you have a card, but you haven't used it in a long time? Let's say you have an M-Life card, but you haven't used it in three years or five years, or you've barely used it. You can try. It It may not be the same effect, but you can try. I haven't tried that yet. It's better if you have a completely new card because they know nothing about you yet. And once you establish right at the beginning that you're a player, then they're going to want to get you back. If you've had a card for five years and you haven't played, then you you start playing now. The, The computer may not like that as much. Desert Explorer is telling me uh, that he was told it was illegal to use someone's, someone else's player card in Nevada. Yeah, you know, there's been discussions about this, and that's why I advise not just uh, you know, playing on your wife's card when your wife's not there. I advise at least having her sitting next to you. And then if they come over and say anything about it, they usually won't say anything about it because they're happy to get the action. But even if they say anything about it, you can say, oh, well, you know, my wife, uh, her hand's hurting. I'm just pressing the buttons for her. And that'll be totally fine. Uh, you just don't want it where uh, they're going to catch you easily. Uh, I've heard some places just don't care. Some hosts don't care. They come down and see you, and they're like, "Oh, okay, you know, uh, are you playing on your wife's card? Okay, cool." Like they're they're because technically they get the same commission either way. But at the same time, they don't like it in casinos because they want to track your play. They don't want to have people sharing cards because that doesn't really track pre- track play the way they want. They want to track the individual, not a few individuals together. So that's uh, my suggestion. China Maniac is uh, backing up this strategy. He said he had free rooms and food and drink at Foxwoods in uh, Connecticut for three years off of one session. So the trick is just spread yourself thin. Go one after another after another. Don't do it all at the same time. You'll get overwhelmed. You'll waste it. But do one group of properties, and when you milk them, go to the next one. Will they ban you for doing this? Are they going to say, ah, 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 we see you're a bonus whore. You're never coming back. We're banning you. No, never. I've never known of a casino bonus whore to get banned. So here's a topic I didn't have on the schedule, but people in the chat room are requesting, and that's Tinder. That's the Tinder app. For those of you that don't know, Tinder is an app you can use. I can't even say it's really dating. It's more for hookups. So I guess you can date too, but but it really starts, it really turns into all about looks. Uh, basically, you go through the app, and if you like the way someone looks, uh, you swipe one way on your phone. I forget if it's left or right, because I don't have the app. Uh, and if you don't like them, you swipe the other way. 
and that brings down a new person. And if they also swipe the same way for you, it matches you. So there's no contacting them. It's not like you saying, hey, you want to go out. No, get away from me. That doesn't go on because it doesn't match you two until you've both shown interest with a swiping in each other. It has to be mutual interest. So what about Tinder? Should you use it? Well, uh, it depends on a few things. Uh, First of all, it depends how good you look. If you're a really good-looking person, male or female, especially male, it's important. These females, there's always there's always horny dudes looking to have sex with females, even if they're ugly. But uh, if you're a dude and you're really good looking, then it's Tinder's pretty good for you because you're going to get a lot of girls swiping in the direction that they want to get to know you. And then basically, the people on Tinder are just looking to hook up. They're they're really looking to like meet tonight. Or if not tonight, very soon. So if you just like want to meet someone in the area, wherever you are tonight, uh, this is a good app to use. I, I wouldn't use this to meet your next girlfriend that you're going to bring home to mom. So yeah, the better looking you are, the better shot you're going to have with success on there. Because you're going to get more and more people swiping yes for you, basically. And you're going to get the more attractive people swiping yes for you. You're going to have more of a choice. You may get some ugly people swiping yes, but you're going to get some really good-looking people too if you're very good-looking yourself. If you're just okay-looking yourself, uh, then it's kind of hit and miss. If you're ugly, uh, then you're going to struggle unless you happen to be someone's type uh, that likes whatever type you are. But it becomes a lot more about looks. Whereas the other dating sites, uh, there is a personality aspect to it where you could um, appeal to someone by what you'd write to them, even if your looks weren't all that great. Uh, Darkstar saying in chat, I kept thinking people want relationships on there, so when I actually set up a date with me, I try to take it seriously, and they just want to get laid. I mean, that, that's that's really what it is. And it's it's funny because this is kind of foreign to me. Uh, when I heard about Tinder at first, I go, this is never going to work. This, I thought it wouldn't work because back in the days when I was meeting girls online, they weren't this forward. They were forward once you talked to them, but they would never just start out in in the chat room saying, hey, any dudes want to fuck tonight? Like, never, never, never would. Any girl who had said that would never really be a girl. You try to talk to a girl who talks that way, it turns out it's a dude who's messing with people. Uh... But now on Tinder, that's basically what they're saying. The old way you'd have to do it is you'd have to just uh, feign interest in wanting to get to know them, even if you didn't. And then uh, once you talked for a while on the phone, or, or even in, just in chat, once you talked for an hour or so, then, then you could start uh, you know, slipping sex into the conversation, or sometimes they'll even bring it up to you, and then you start you know, having the sexual discussion, and then you talk about, hey, let's meet tonight, and then you can have the one-night stand. Uh, but you couldn't just... Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what you couldn't. Hey, yo, it's the bad guy. Surprise is canceled because you bring out the heavy hitters. You obviously called Josie and got her in here. I did not. She did not. How the hell did she get in here? She has an account. How did she? What do you mean? How'd you get in here? Come on, bro. Was she listening to the show last week? No. I went to my IP checking going on. How the hell did she know? I don't know. She appeared tonight. I'm surprised as you are. That wasn't my surprise. I mean, it wasn't. I believe you. Now, people are a little bit. People are a little bit back. Josie's crazy a little bit, man. People get people 
don't want to, you know? Well, I don't know what you to say. You hear what I'm saying? I don't know what to say. I had nothing to do with oh, this. Oh, shut stuff. the hell up, man. You know exactly what I'm saying, man. But don't worry. The bad guy always delivers. Okay, so go ahead. What do you mean, though? No, 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 no. I'm not giving my surprise till next week now. Well, hold on. You said you're going to deliver. Now you're not going to deliver. No, no. I'll still deliver, man. I bring the hits. What are you talking about? I want to talk about Tinder. Okay, well... <laughs> Uh, someone. Uh, well, what do you mean? I mean, what are you doing, man? You're gonna sit here and. Well, have you have you used Tinder before? No. Well, how are we gonna? Talk I'm going about to it? tonight, right oh, now. Oh, I, you're going I to think tonight. we should do a Tinder, a bad guy Tinder. Get the girl over here one week for radio. I guarantee they come. I mean, I'm not great looking now, but who gives a fuck? I mean, these girls. Are, <laughs> I mean, if you're on Tinder and you want fuck, you're a whore, right? Well, I, you know, I wonder, actually, I wonder, like, where you are in the residential neighborhood of Pittsburgh. Maybe there's a lower standard. I couldn't even get a fucking Uber cab to go get my warrant lifted, bro. So I'm probably going to have trouble getting a... I'm not, what do you mean? I'm right outside of Pittsburgh. I mean, it's not like I'm in the fucking... Uh, no, no, I'm just saying... I, I'm just saying, I, I wonder if, based upon the area, if it's easier to get Tinder dates than others. Like, I wonder if, like, L.A. or New York, it's really tough. Dude, if I'm getting a Tinder date around here, I probably already fucked a girl. I mean, are you kidding me? And I disagree with what you said before. Before I when I was calling in, you said you didn't think girls were this open. All girls are whores, bro. No, no, no. But they There's weren't no saying there. it. But they would not say it. They would not. Girls in chat rooms were very easy. They really were. But they would not openly come out and say it in the open chat room. Well, that's the wrong girls. You don't want to be in. Well, listen, if there's some girls on a computer when computers weren't even around. I mean, computers weren't a way to communicate back then, right? I'm even talking about like five years ago, six but years listen, ago. But listen, you're talking to smart girls back then. They're not going to be the dumb ones that spread their legs. No, no, no. There, were, pl- there were plenty of dumb ones spreading their legs back then, believe it or not. Like they would be using like their, their dad's modem 25 years ago. I'm not even kidding. But uh, like you, you would think these are like the brainy like uh, computer girls, but they weren't. Like they were really no different than the girls you see today. Well, I think all girls got a freaky side to them. You just got to bring it out. I, that, that's on you if you can't. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that they wouldn't openly say it right at the beginning. You'd have to talk to them for like an hour and bring it out. But like now on Tinder, they're just saying, hey, let's just go meet and have sex. And that wasn't going on before. Well, I, that's what I need. <laughs> okay. I mean, what do you mean? Is that, I mean, can you get arrested for this? No, no. Is that I mean, illegal? for real, like, so if you, like, you don't pay the girl nothing, they just come and over No, they don't pay. No, it. no, it's it's the same thing, like, in, anywhere else online. You you meet someone you like, and you just both go and have sex. Nothing illegal about it. No one's changing, no, no money's changing hands. Wow. Well, I think Tinder's the, you know, I've never Tinder's used the way to go it. now I, if you're lonely. I've, I've never I used mean, it. I that's probably I, for younger people, man. Like, I, dude, I wish all day, listen, we would have had a, we would actually... You would have been number one on Twitter or whatever the fuck it is you're on. What is it the thing you're on that, that, that tells you where you're at? Twitch or something? What's it called? It's sort of like Tinder. What's it called? Uh, I'm not sure what you're talking Bro, about. Well, if we would have had this back in the day when I was younger, you would have had the number one radio show ever on that shit because I would have had so much crap going on you wouldn't believe it because I was <laughs> – and. Anybody that wants to sit here and verify, I mean, we'd have had the best radio show ever, man. We'd have had these girls over. These kids today, if you can't get laid today, you should cut your dick off. I mean, you really should, man, because it's just crazy. Well, here's the question. On Tinder, if you're like an average-looking guy, let's say you're younger. Let's say you're younger, like a 25-year-old average-looking guy. On Tinder, how much success are you going to have? Yeah, I don't you're not ugly, Bro, but you're I don't not know. good looking. You never you're know, because girls are freaks, man. You never know. I'm just wondering. Like, I, I no, know the good looking guys do. have a lot of success. Because, I mean, there's so many more people and stuff. I mean, you, in Pittsburgh, probably not much. 
and then someone knows someone, and then they're telling them something about you. The next thing you know, they know your kids, and you know, they, they, <laughs> then they know you have a, you don't pay child support. Yeah. I mean, it's all fucked up. That's gonna happen to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure everybody goes through all that. It's, it's like a zest pool in Pittsburgh because it's a small community around here. Western Pennsylvania, man, it's tight knit. I'm telling you, everybody knows more about you than you know about yourself. But yeah. I mean, in California, I think it's. I mean, I don't, I don't know, bro. I, I gotta see this work. And how many older people are on Tinder? Like, let's let's say I was single and I used Tinder. Would would there be people around my age? Uh, and and another question would be, um, how many of the girls on there hold it against you that you're older? Like, if they're younger, like would, right? Would any... I think the girls that are your age on there are looking for younger cocks. No, I, I, that's another problem. I wasn't even thinking of that. I'm thinking right. like, like, what if I ran into like a twenty-five-year-old? No, what if I ran into it's a twenty-five-year-old? We're talking about not poker. Hold on. If I ran into a twenty-five-year-old girl on Tinder, uh, would she say, "No, this guy's too old. I don't want a guy who's forty-three"? Like, would that would most of them do that on Tinder, or would there be some on there like a good number that would still want a guy my age? Are you asking me? I'm not the Tinder. I, expert, I don't know. Man. I'm, I'm asking these things. It. I've never used. I, I think so. Yeah, I think an older girl on Tinder. I mean, if she, it depends on what she's looking for. If she's looking just to get laid, she's looking younger. If she's looking for a relationship, then she's going to look older. I mean, I, that has to be it, I would think. I mean, you have, I mean, if you're, you're looking for a serious relationship, you're probably going to look at someone close to your age. You're looking just to get laid, you're looking younger, and then you might get robbed. This is interesting. I mean, uh, what's going on with it? I mean, is there any background check? I mean, you just go on there and put no, your you just picture go on. There. And it's just... No, you just go on and put your picture on. Uh, Desert Explorer saying in chat, water seeks its own level. The good-looking people look hook up with the good-looking ones. The average find the average. The uglies get the uglies. I mean, you you think maybe that happens, but I've I've known a lot of delusional people who figure, well, this is an app full of a lot of good-looking people, so why should I settle for the average or the ugly ones, even if I'm average or ugly myself? Uh-oh. I guess they have to be the ones that decide. Oh, I thought, we lost, you. I I thought mean, we lost they... you, bad guy. You know, I, I, I'm just wondering. It, it would be uh, interesting to see. Like, I've never really... Well, why don't you open up a... I tell your uh, girlfriend that you're going to open up an account and then you can see how it works. Yeah, I don't think that you would go You can throw, like, a public place or something. I don't think that would go over well. That's why it really works. I don't think that would go over well. This is why I'm asking the people here of Poker Fraud Alert so I can live uh, vicariously through them. Well, does anybody? I'm looking at the chat myself now, and I don't see. All I see is Josie saying, "I never get laid" or something. She said, and then I, mean, I don't see. Does anybody use this thing? Well, here, John Stamos said this. Uh, he said, "I disagree. The honest, the horniest girls on Tinder were the oldest ones I met." Usually around thirty to thirty-five. The younger ones, nineteen to twenty-five, were mainly into getting really drunk and just doing hand stuff. <laughs> that's, that's not wow, that Thanos bad. Thanos is a legend at Tinder, man. Well, yeah, I agree bad, with that, it? though. The older ones are going to be more freaky. Yeah, yeah. I, I met John Stamos, though. He's a pretty good-looking guy, so I can see why he's uh, succeeded on that thing. But uh, he kind of does look like John Stamos, actually. <laughs> good job, John. Surprise next week. Make sure your girl's not here, man. Hey, Desert, Actually, you had to contact her. See, Desert Explorer said he scores very well on it. He's around my age. I know who he is. So yeah, that's uh, maybe older guys have a shot with it. So how do you score? Well? They they score your looks. Well, what what they do here is uh, they see you and they swipe in the direction of yes or no. So basically, if they swipe yes for you and you swipe yes for them, uh, then it hooks you up. Now, what a lot of guys do because guys are so horny is guys just swipe yes for everyone. 
They just go, and I watched the guy next to me at the World Series do it. There was this dude who looked like his like late 20s who was playing next to me, and he wasn't even paying attention to the World Series of Poker. All he was doing was going, yes, 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 over, over, over on his phone. He must have swiped yes for like uh, like 500 girls while we were playing. So they, they do that. So, so this you one, say yes, and then and they say yes to you, then, then what? Then, then, it, like, then, it, then it puts you in an contact. An email you get or something? I, or I, I don't know. I've never used profile? it. I've never used it, but they put you in contact with one another. So I guess these guys' strategy is to swipe yes for everyone, and then you have this big, long list of girls who are willing to have sex with you that night. That, that's what I'm guessing. Wow. I mean, that's what, no, well, I'm not guessing. I, I know that's what they do. I mean, I mean that's just good stuff. And here's Dark, mean, here's Dark Star. Here's Darkstar, who's uh, 43, just like me. He says, I've been with the ones who are 44. I'm 43. Banged three, could have banged two, but didn't want to just bang them, wanted to date, and they were likely pissed at me for not banging them. So they were actually mad at Darkstar for not just hitting it and quitting it. That's what he wanted him to do. And, and when he tried to move slowly, they were mad at him for for wow. not just having sex and leaving. Boy, girls are different these days. Didn't, than they Dark, used to be. didn't Dark almost die in a blizzard going through one of these chicks? I thought I read that on your site. Uh, you yeah, went, he, it was snowing got, or something. Yeah, he got stuck in some. He got stuck in some terrible traffic jam during a blizzard. Yeah, meeting some girl off Tinder. Yeah. Oh Christ! Yeah, he's okay, now sh- there's someone else saying I won't pay child support, but he sure will pay his phone bill so he can waste time on this show. <laughs> well, yes, train code. That, see if that's a new a new person. Though. That could be somebody. Uh, no, no, he's not. He's been around. He's just a, a lurker. Because I don't trust anybody. You know how they are, especially with – anyway, I got it off me, man. It, it, you were right. They, I was in and out of there within an hour. And I got a cool guy now, man, to help me along with this whole mess. So well, finally so, I got somebody that's cool, not some crazy lady that wants to, you know, So Desert Explorer sent, Desert Explorer sent me pictures. I'm not sure if these are the girls he was with, but uh, – um, the first one is 35, named Andrea, and, and uh, she looked good. This Andrea looks good. Uh, the second one, named Blaze, who's 39, I'm not into this one. She, uh, th- this Blaze has like pink hair, and she has like a uh, a stud in her lip. It's like it's like one of these older women who wants to try to look young but isn't pulling it off. I, I'm not a fan of Blaze, but I do like Andrea. I, I don't know if he was with both of them, but uh... these are pictures dark set you. No, no, this is a uh, Desert Explorer sent him to me. Oh. Well, hey, if you're horny, though, man, anything goes. And I, I see actually... I mean, was... you, got in-house, you got in-house sex pussy, man. I mean, I don't want to be like real vulgar on here. It already happened, but I mean, you, you got that, so I mean... Well, yeah, I know. I'm not going to worry about it. Well, no, I'm, I know. I'm not going to use the app, but... Uh, uh, by the way, uh, I see he I see Desert Explorer. He sent me that there's a, a girl... Uh, that he's talking to in Cameron Park, California. And of all things, even though he, Cameron Park is the Sacramento area, uh, I actually messed around with a girl in Cameron Park over 20 years ago, just coincidentally. But it uh, uh, could even be one of the girls he's talking to right now on a Tinder. Who knows? So, all right. You no, know you got to hope if you're on that site and you got a girlfriend, you better hope you don't see her on there, man. No, I'm not on the site. He's just sending me pictures. I could have from... seen that happen with some of the girls I went out with in the past, man. We'd have had Tinder. They the asses would have been on there. And they were supposed to be my girlfriend, man. They'd be all up on there. Yeah, I, I, I think if, if <laughs> I you're gonna do that, that, I think you need to like get a, a spare phone or something and do that if you're uh, if you're trying to sneak around. Yeah, but if you're in that area, then you'll see that girl. That's how it works. You just said. I mean, it, it goes to people that are in your area, correct? Yeah, I think it's for your area. I assume it like geolocates you and does your area. I think the whole point is like I want to hook up tonight. Like, who's here? I, I'm sure you're not like talking to people in Chicago when you're in LA. That's kind of pointless. You can't exactly meet up. 
Yeah, I mean, you're not going to meet up that night. Yeah. Unless you're gruff, got a private jet. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I, I, I'm going to tell us, since uh, this show is uh, essentially over here, I, I'm going to tell a little story. Uh, back in uh, uh, a number of years ago, actually, but uh, uh, it was like in, uh, I think it was in, it was in 08, actually. It was in 08 during a few months when uh, me and Miri weren't together. We were broken up for like four months in 08. There was this girl I got to know on Yahoo who lived in the Boston area. And uh, and she was younger. I, at the time, I was 36, and she was like 25 or something. And and she was really into me. And this was like a really freaky girl, too. And and she she was promising me. Promising. I mean, she really liked me. Sure, you videotape her if you wanted to? I mean, she, I mean back she, then we only had camcorders. No, no, no she, she went on webcam for me a lot. I, I didn't for her, but she did for me. And, <laughs> I didn't and, even have, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean a webcam? A How webcam, long ago I mean, was it? On Yahoo in like an 08, I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought 08. you meant like 04. No, no, it was no 08. So, so, so she went on webcam, and, and like everything was legit with her. And she wanted me – she was kind of messed up. And, you know, this isn't someone I'd want as a girlfriend. But like, she wanted me to come out there to Boston, the Boston area where she lived. And it was 100% we were going to have sex. 100% and she was going to get really freaky and everything. Like the, the stuff she said she wanted to do. And um, it would have happened. I, I'm sure she was being sincere. She wasn't just messing with me. This girl was a real deal, and, and I had to decide, was I willing to go through the trouble of flying all the way to Boston from Las Vegas to, to do this? And I, I just decided I was too cheap and too lazy to do it. It just wasn't, wasn't worth it just to have sex. It just wasn't Wait, worth it. Wait, well, how many days are you going to stay there? We didn't even get into that. We didn't get into that, though. We didn't get into that. If she was in Vegas or even somewhere I could drive to from Vegas, for sure I would have met her. But but like flying to unless Boston. You, unless listen to me. Unless you were doing up those rewards, and you could only get and you could if you could get there for free, I'd say go. But if you aren't getting those rewards like you are now, then no way. I mean that's too far, man. It was too far. That was the problem. Like I, I and, and then uh, afterwards, I'm thinking, ah, oh, did I kind of make a mistake by not doing this? Like I, I couldn't decide if I made a mistake or not at the time because uh, you know I, I pretty, I'm just about sure she was the real deal. Uh, it was just a matter of. Am I willing to actually take a flight to Boston just for a sexual encounter, even a good sexual encounter? Uh, nothing was going to happen past that because I would not have wanted that with this girl. She had too many problems or too many messed up things about her. I would not have wanted her as a girlfriend. And, and she didn't necessarily want me as a boyfriend. It's not like I had to lie to her or anything. She she just wanted me to come out and have sex with her, and uh, and she really liked me. But I, I could not bring myself to do it. To, to actually go buy a ticket and fly you, to Boston. You probably I, make I, the I right choice. Because if you didn't, then every – what if you would have flew there and, you know, then it didn't happen? Then you'd really be kicking yourself. You never live it down. Yeah, I know. That's the other problem. You that's, have to buy a hooker it's, it's not 100%. But I, I thought it was a pretty high percent. Very high, I put it at a very it's high percent. Maybe I can get a hooker in the snow. Well, I, I put it as a very high percent that something was going to happen, but it was just the effort to do it and the expense to do it was too much. If I could drive well, to it, yes. you don't yes. got to pay for pussy, bro. You're rich. Yeah. You well, need to quit selling yourself short, bro. And, 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 you know, you need to attack these girls like you attack the poker game. <laughs> these chicks are freaking freaks. I'm telling you the truth here, bro. Well, I'm I don't need to do this you. anymore. You, well, you, you don't have to now. you got yeah. you got a, a good relationship now. But if it ever falls through and you're paying child support, don't do it like <laughs> it's a poker game, bro. Run through these bitches. Show them your bankroll. Show them your fucking platinum cards. And roll through. You'll thank me in the end, bro. 
I'm telling I'll, you. I'll keep that in mind. Peter DC, these bitches. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable, bro. I don't believe that. You're not. I mean, I don't think you're a bad looking dude. I mean, I'm not a queer, but I mean, uh, I mean, you. I don't think you're a bad looking dude. I mean, so. I just think that you were real hesitant when it comes to this shit, and I don't understand. No, I'm not hesitant. That's not or the maybe point. I'm wrong. No, I, could I, be wrong. I, was, I wasn't hesitant at all. Look, I, as I said, if she was anywhere, she didn't have to be in Vegas. She could have been anywhere like in a 500-mile radius. I would have totally gone and driven. I know, but the point is you were talking to a girl in Boston. Why weren't you talking to the girl in Vegas? Well, no, I there mean, there but I did, meet some, I, did, I did meet some in Vegas. I did do that. This is this, I'm talking about this situation. That wasn't the only one I talked to. But this I one, I, you, this one, I probably liked the best out of all of them. It's just she was in Boston, so it was, uh, you know, no go. All right. Easy come, easy go, man. Yeah, I, mean, I don't care anymore. It's been, it's been seven Surprise years. Don't come out till next week because you bring, you bring, you bring your friends out. I didn't bring anyone tonight. out. I didn't bring anyone out. <laughs> Josie came on her own. She's in the chat I didn't room talk now. To her, man. She'll tell you that. I never talked to her one well, time. She'll tell you. She'll tell you. Time. I did not have any conversation with her bringing her out here. She just came out on her own. And here, uh, she's she's trying to butter me up in chat. She's, she said, Todd, you're yeah. a handsome man. I like you. She said that in chat here. See? And then you she, see? So you don't got to worry about these chicks in Boston, man. You just do – well, you don't have to worry about any chicks now. But, I mean, well, you know, before uh, and stuff, she I put get a, you, man. She said, you're a handsome man. I like you. And then she put a picture of a dog. I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's right. This had nothing was, to do with I had it all set up. I was, I, I, I was watching the site all day. I was going to make the grand entrance, give you guys a little surprise. Nothing great. I mean, it's nothing crazy. I mean, but I'm glad you still have the show. You're going to have it next week, and we'll do it next week. I okay. Don't, I, I mean, that's, that's just it, man. I was, I was getting all up for this. I was getting excited. I want, I was waiting for bad guys, big news. Yeah, I'm not going to let you down. Next week will be better, man. Next week, got Bertrand. Heads are going to roll next week. I'm telling you, man. There's a bunch of shit going on in you the bad this, guy's life, you man. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of when I was 16. I just turned 16, and I was so excited to get my driver's license. I, I was really, really into getting my license. I was just so much looking forward to being able to drive. I even had a car already. I just needed to be old enough to get my license. And so I hit 16, and uh, for whatever reason, we couldn't do it on my birthday. But like the next day after my birthday, uh, my mom came to pick me up at school and drive me to the DMV to do the test. And I waited and waited, and my mom did not show up. She this found- is after you already have your permit, right? Yeah, I had my permit. So, so she showed right. up, picked me up, and it was like 45 minutes late, rushed me down to the DMV. This was unlike her, too. She usually wasn't late like this, but uh, um, she was late. I forgot Maybe she was on Tinder, bro. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, something came up that day. I forgot what, what it was, but uh, um, she got me over to the DMV like 45 minutes late, and they said, sorry, you missed the appointment. I'm like, okay, well, can I come back tomorrow? And they said, the next appointment we have is eight days from now. I, I was so pissed off. I was so pissed off about this. I was so ready to drive that day. And I had to wait eight more days because my mom, the one time ever, shows up late to drive me to the DMV. I, I was furious about it that I had to wait those eight more days. Now I feel like you're my mom showing up late. I got to wait seven more days. What? I got one question, man. I don't want to go off topic here, but I do. Well, these people are saying I tell you I have a surprise every week. Is that fucking true? No, that's not true. But the, you did say it last week that you would be delivering it this week. I did week. say it last week. No, and I said I'm not comfortable saying today. We'll do it All next right. week. What's the big deal? But I mean, if, it's not. What I mean, if Josie's not, back so I next week? I don't even call her every week. What man? if Josie's back next week? Well, then, then if she's back, then I'll have my artillery, my artillery ready. 
Wait, I want to go off topic here with you just for a second. I don't know if, now you can say yes or no on this topic, and no one asked me. I want to know. What do you think about uh, your old co-host maybe uh, relocating down to Antigua, or you don't want to talk about that? Well, I, I already talked about it at the beginning of the show, not about it where he's going. Oh, I but, I, but I no, I just said uh, I, I told the truth of how I felt. I said, look, I, I think people's money and Bitcoin are safe over there. I don't think anything's being stolen. I don't think they're going down for good. I, I, I don't think anyone's being cheated. But at the same time, I, I don't believe that it went down for a hardware crash. I, I, you never you never played on nitrogen sports. Have you? I've never played on any Bitcoin poker site ever. Well, it's how the poker site's a joke, but the sports book too. I think it's. A, I swear to God, I think it's like uh, seven frat kids in the room. Jay Costa plays on that. He'll tell you, but he likes it because he wins a couple free rolls. I don't know about that place, bro. Yeah, so th- well, is... I have to do a little more investigating. I'm. Uh, I played there a little bit. I mean, they pay quick and stuff, but some of the stuff that goes on there. I mean, they encourage scamming people on their chat. They have, like, a chat thing on there. And it's like you run, and they don't do anything about it. They'll let the scammers run free. I've seen is it that, happen, and it's pretty bad. This is on nitrogen? Yeah, nitrogen. Oh. Yeah, nitrogensports.eu. Pretty bad. So I just got quick, now, if you want to get paid, I mean, yeah, I'll give them that. They'll pay. But, you know, their limits, like, are six Bitcoin or whatever. It's not real big. They, they All they do is clone pinnacle lines. So that's even more of a red flag for me. They don't even have any, uh, like, what if somebody's just pounding the one side? All they'll do is just do what Pinnacle's doing. That's what they do. I watch my sport tosses and watch that. It's the same line every time. It's the same exact line. They they, they clone it. Okay. uh, But the poker room, you won't even like it, Jeff. There's like seven people there, and it's like, I I don't trust it at all. And if you play their casino, their blackjack, like, say you split aces, you can hit when you split aces. But then you can't double on splits. And people are playing this, man, because it's a bunch of, like, teenagers or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, SBR got this place rated as a B, and I can't believe it. But SBR I really kinda, don't believe but it. SBR is kind of shady. But here, I was just sent something here. I was sent from uh, Scott, a.k.a. Uh, Double. He sent me this uh, information on this uh, weird Caesar tournament at Horseshoe Baltimore where, yes, the day two chip leader, or I guess the day one chip leader going into day two, We'll be getting uh, seven stars for a year. That's so weird. It says uh, the overall chip leader to begin day two will receive $1,500 and a total reward status of seven stars for one calendar year. So uh, I, I don't know if it comes with the seven stars benefits or if they just get the card. That's a big difference. Like I wonder if they if they get all the things like the, the free trip and the, and the cruise and everything else or if you just get to be able to use the card to cut in line and things. I, I don't know. But that's uh, it's a weird thing to give out seven stars for. Or if you, you're the chip leader beginning day two of this event uh, at the uh, Horseshoe Baltimore called the Charm City $500,000 Blowout. So, that's so you're a, not joining or what? What? You're not getting into that tournament? I mean, I'm no. not the tail end of it. Now, if I wouldn't fly to Boston to be with a, a, the really freaky <laughs> hot girl who's 25, I'm not flying there for seven stars, that's for sure. <laughs> So, Drop always ahead of the game, brother. Always ahead of the game. Yeah, okay, so uh, I, I think we're actually done with with the topics tonight. Let's see what the chat room has to say. Let's see what they have They're to say. They're talking shit on me. What do you think they have to say, man? I, I feel weird ending the show this early. I just do. Like I, I feel like I shouldn't. I feel like I've done something wrong if I enter the, sh- end the show right now. I'm surprised your number one fan didn't call it. She must that- be breastfeeding. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> oh, here's here's something interesting. Um, a player was arrested in Niagara Falls in the main event, and uh, they still got eighty-eight thousand dollars. This is really weird. I, I got uh, this got posted by Don Crusher on the thread for the radio show. They wanted me to talk about this. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, PokerListings.com. They reported as the World Poker Tour Falls View Classic, and this is at uh, Niagara Falls. That's what it's called, the Falls View Classic. A main event gets underway today in Niagara Falls, Canada. One player who likely w- would have been in the field won't be. That player is 21-year-old Harnam Matharu, who was arrested on the dinner break of the final table of a $1,100 prelim on Tuesday. I guess it wasn't the main event. Uh, the chip leader at the time... Matharu was on his way to the $200,000 trap prize when he failed to return from break. According to the Globe and Mail, the reason Matharu was handcuffed and taken away by two police officers, uh, quote, this wasn't overdue parking tickets, Casino Enforcement Unit Detective uh, Sergeant Rick Davidson told the Globe. This was a Canada-wide warrant on very serious charges with a police service willing to travel from another province to return him. Uh, So it says... Matharu was a, subsect, a suspect in a $5,000 robbery and assault. According to the Globe report, it was his fellow poker players that had a hand in bringing Matharu down. In late November of last year, poker player Yuri Miro was attacked in his motel room outside of Kawanaki, Quebec. That's interesting. Kawanaki of all places. And robbed of $5,000. Uh, motel cameras recorded the assault, but Matharu fled town, leading to the Canada-wide warrant. Poker players in Niagara recognized Matharu, took a photo, and sent it to Miro, who identified Matharu as the likely assaulter. What a dumbass. He, he, he attacks this guy, steals 500K for, 5K from him, and then goes and plays a poker tournament with people that would know him, and then he gets arrested. What a dumbass. Both Miro and Matharu are... Oh, go ahead. I thought you were done. Go, 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 go. Sorry. They're they're from Edmonton, Alberta. Matharu will appear in court today in Quebec to face his charges. Given his big stack at the time of his arrest, Matharu was still able to blind off to third place in the tournament and earn 88K. Wow, third place. It's undetermined if he'll be able to claim it. More details later. So, hmm. I can't believe this. You have the... Huge stack, and you get arrested. You feel you still finish third. Crazy, but what a dumbass to play this whole thing in the first place. Like once you do something like that, and there's a warrant for you, at that point you just hide your head. You don't go play poker tournaments where people can recognize you. What an idiot! So they they actually came from uh, Quebec all the way over to Ontario, Niagara Falls, and arrested this guy. Well, at least Yuri Miro will probably get his five k back. Out of that 88K. So, what were you going to say, bad guy? Well, well I'm, no, I like Sasha. He says to read his 407 uh, chats on uh, his text messages. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Well, what I'm saying, I was calling it Tinder, and it's called Tender. You didn't even fucking correct me. I said Lumberjack's going to be liking my pictures, man. <laughs> this is person it's Tender or Tinder? This is what 407 said. Uh, uh, I met Steph. I, I met Steph on Plenty of Fish. This is the Stephanie Ball he was talking about? Uh, tender strategies, like everything. Uh, plus, I just got laid. So take that hot for sauce. Yeah, that's right. She's in your bed. What? 
I guess I guess uh, this is hot like sauce. I guess uh, he and his girlfriend are no longer together. They they, they were like really into each other before. It looks like we had like a poker fraud alert breakup. Uh, why is bad guy saying if the girl's on Tinder, she's a whore? What's that say about him if he's on Tinder? I, I, I think bad guy admits he's a whore. I'm not on, t- I'm not on, oh, is he's it not Tinder or Tinder? It's crazy how us men but, think the girls are a whore when we're doing the same thing. I had tremendous success I'm on Tinder and, pre- and plenty of fish. <laughs> I, ha- I have a girl, something okay, plenty of fish. I'm in my bed right now. SMI Florida can verify. Okay, I, I believe you. You know, it's a, I'll tell you about plenty of fish. I, I did use plenty of fish briefly a number of years ago, and I was not impressed with the girls on there. I found, I found the girls on plenty of fish to be unattractive and or arrogant. So, did not like the girls on Plenty of Fish, but I'm glad it worked yeah. out for you. First off, this this crazy saying I have a profile on Grinder, which I don't. I don't even know what the hell that is. Is it Tinder or Tender? It's Tinder. T I N. Yes. I was right. I mean, what the hell are they saying on here, man? I don't know. I don't they're know. saying it's Tender. Oh, they're fucking with me. Just put Tender, and then I'll be <laughs> whatever, man. You know, you gotta you gotta get some control of this goddamn chat around here. Well, I mean, what are you doing? You know, it's a place for the <laughs> listening audience who listens live to the show to express themselves. <laughs> uh, no, see, I'm kidding around here. I love this place, man. That's why I come back here. People hate that I'm on here half the time. People love I'm on here half the time. I'm a little bit drunk tonight. As usual. What can you do, bro? I'm drinking beer. I mean, the beer's getting warm now, though. Darkstar says, "I will." But I'm warm free, brother. I will straight up post that. Thing. I will straight up post that I like tall blondes and short, fat brunettes. Contact me. That's a tough life. But look, uh, I wonder how many guys who use Tinder actually exercise some standards. Like, if uh, let's say they get five responses of girls willing to be with them, but all five they don't really find that attractive. Do they still pick the best of the five and have sex anyway, or do they say, "Nah, I'm not doing any of them because I, I don't like any of them." Like the do the guys actually have standards where they just don't go out if they don't like any of the girls who like them? I don't know. No. The answer is no. <laughs> they pick at least one of them, bro. I mean, come on. It's a guy. It's horny at that point in time. I mean, that's why you're on her, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the guys who swipe everyone, they probably will just hook up with the best of what they get. Uh, Dark Star seems to be... Well, they already get five responses. They're going to hook up with the one they think that looks the best. Or yeah, but, if, but if, all five aren't good, if all five aren't good, do you still take the best of the five is the question. Hey, bro, I've taken the worst of the five many times. <laughs> and, and, you know, it just happened. No, yeah, I do think they do. If you're asking the last response, yeah, they do. I, I, so they take one of them for sure. I mean, are you going to jerk off? Which one is it? Would you rather be with a girl or jerk off? It depends. If you like jerking off, I jerk off personally. I like jerking off. Hmm. Well. Believe me. Hey, there's nothing wrong with it, man. That's why my dick's broke. You know, I I have to say, if I was uh, using Tinder today, I, I probably would be in the camp to where if I didn't like any of the girls that liked me, I probably wouldn't bother. Uh, where I think when I was younger, I, I would have just been more willing to just go hook up with one I didn't like that much. I, I think now that I've gotten older, I, I, I don't feel the need to do this anymore, even if I were single. Hey, I, I got, listen, I, I stay in hotels for months by myself. Uh, there's back pages. I, I never did it, man. Now, if I was younger, 100% I would do it. 
I mean, there's no two ways about it. I mean, I called hookers the Roses before, man, and you should see how that played out. This chick was trying to take me to Penguin games and shit, dude. I had to get her out of the house. I mean, this is true stories that happened, man. This is back in the day. She's a pretty girl. I mean, but listen, it was a joke. It was a joke. And I don't know. I mean, you, what if you get a crazy girl that gets attached to you or, or something after that? Do they get your phone number and stuff? How does that work? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you got to know all that because if you get a crazy one, you never know. And then they're stalking you, and then they're like, oh, well, we're, we we had sex. I mean, some people are different than others, man, especially girls. I don't know. That was my younger days. I'm 38 now. And I don't even know what the fuck's going yeah, on. The, this is the bad guy who's uh, <laughs> older and more responsible. Not more responsible, but just, you know, I've been there and done that crap, man. And if there was Tinder back in the day, 100%, I would have used it. I would have overused it. But just like you, would you not have overused it if you were younger back in the day? Would you not use it? I mean, I, I would, I would have given it a shot, it. yeah. Yeah, I would have given it a shot, yeah. I mean, it's just what it is, but, hey. Good luck for these kids nowadays, man. But here's the thing. we got kids growing up, and <laughs> they're going to have all this right at their fingertips. Bad news, man. Kids are going to be having sex at nine years old. Yeah, Josie's, I mean, Josie's asking in the chat how uh, someone here knows about Shaq, but uh, you brought up Shaq on the radio. Who, me? Yeah. What do you mean, Shaq? Shaq, uh, Josie's friend, the one you called Shaq, the big girl. When did I bring that up? You brought it up on one of the calls. Like a, a long time? Yeah, a long time ago. Long yeah. time ago? Yeah. What did I say? Did I want to pick her up for a 212? I mean, I, I don't understand. I, I don't remember what you said specifically. <laughs> what did I talk? I don't remember. No, Josie... I, re- I mean, I don't really forget what I say, but I don't... I never said... I don't even know that girl's first name if, if, if you paid me. I wasn't saying anything bad about her, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. Calm down. How do you know about Shaq? By the way, a uh, hot... The drop shot. She's hot, asking if you showed if you showed her, bro. No, I didn't show her anything. Uh, so, so uh, hot, hot like sauce. Can you tell me what happened with you and hot four sauce? What happened to you and your girlfriend who used to listen to this show? Hey, I, 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 I say I lose... one thing for for a two one two pickup game. I'm picking up Shaq if I got to pick up a female. I mean, okay, that's how okay. I say it. I mean, I didn't say anything bad. I'm not bad to say about that girl. I always hate losing female listeners. I'm picking up some of my ass girlfriends if I need a fucking offensive lineman. That's just how I roll. I, I always I'm not hate. To win. Hang on, hang on. I, I always hate losing female listeners here, and I think we lost Hot for Sauce probably because uh, Hot Like Sauce is not with her anymore. That makes me sad. But uh, you know, we've lost. Remember uh, Beebs ninety two? We lost her too. She just kind of vanished. Well, I named my kid after her. Hmm. So, really? uh, rest in peace, Beebs ninety two. I like the name. Hmm. I got the name. I mean, I mean, I like that name. I did. Oh, wow. A real name. She'll be impressed. I, I think I'll let her know. I think I think she even unfriended me. I told her that. I said, if I ever have another kid, I'm going to name my kid that. Man. I said that to her. I think, and, and I did. I think Biebs92 actually unfriended me on Facebook. Let me go take a look. I think she did. I don't know why. I didn't do anything to cause it, but let's see. I think I may have gotten her mad at one point, some comment I made on Facebook, and she got... Well, she always is mad at me, man. She called me the creeper. Uh, I see what I happened. Know, she, I mean, I just... She's not friends with me anymore, but she got married. That's what happened. She got married. Really? Beavis she married. got married? Yeah, she's 22 and she's married now. She, she went from, from asking how to make uh, weed brownies to getting married? Yeah. That ain't going to lie. Yeah, that's not going to lie. I got, I got over under 
one and a half years on that. Well, this, I'll they, take it under. The truth is, these marriages that take place of people under twenty-five don't have a good shot these days. I'm taking under one and a half right now, man. Anybody wants to put it up? CLA, are you out there? I'm gonna bet with you. <laughs> oh Christ! I love this place, man. And you know what's bad? That I'm CEO or whatever the fucking it's called, SEQ'd all over Google as a drug addict too. I mean, I don't do drugs ever in my life. I mean, I don't even smoke weed. Yeah. And now I'm a pill head. Uh, you should see this. There's, there's all kinds of bad things. I, I don't even smoke too. weed, bro. Yeah, but I mean, a, I'm being serious with you. I You Google me, there's all these crazy things written by like six-toed Pete and other freaks that got to dislike me over the years. So. Yeah, but you got them. You, you know how to get them taken down. I I never can get them taken down. No, no, the six-toed Pete one's up there. That's a very stubborn but one. someone good was my kid who's good at baseball. She's a she's a girl and she plays with all boys. She's an all-star. They Google Kenswick. I mean, you know what's coming up. Yeah, well. Oh, uh, you a i g g e r pillhead. You stole my pills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the hell's going on around here? Uh, I mean, I got ripped off from Bovada because of that shit. I don't care what anybody says. It's the truth, man. I sent the money. I love this place, though, man. Hey, I'm ride or die here, man. I'm probably going to die sooner than later. Because the bad guy don't slow down, especially without a warrant. Yeah. All right. Uh, so here's a comment from uh, someone who uh, who played at Commerce. Let me see if I can dig that. I had it and I lost it. Here we are. Uh, where the hell is the damn text? Uh, yeah. right, here, here we are. That's the time of goodness going to a cup, okay. kid. Okay. This doesn't make good radio, though. Unless it's, unless it's a beer commercial. Hey, man, I'm doing a commercial for Coors Light. I was going to say, unless it's a beer commercial, it's not going to work. This is a, a text from someone in 405. I was playing at Commerce Casino last night, and I never played there before. I was appalled on how everyone acted there. I was thinking to open up an account on 2 Plus 2 and talk about it, but I don't think it's helping on playing the game. Uh, I I don't know specifically what you're talking about, but I can tell you that I'm not surprised that you were appalled at the behavior at Commerce. The behavior at Commerce is, is really pretty bad. Commerce, everyone's pissed off all the time. It's a depressing place. Uh, there's a lot of people trying to angle shoot, people are arguing, people yelling at the dealer, uh, people just grumpy and bitter and the slightest thing sets them off. And, uh, and you try to tune it out. You try to just stay happy and positive there. And it can be very hard, especially with the wrong mix of people. It, it, it is a depressing place and, uh, and it becomes contagious there where everyone starts acting crappy to one another. So I, I really try to not spend very much time at commerce and the funniest thing is the chips at Commerce say on their Commerce Casino, L.A.'s friendliest. <laughs> it really says that, L.A.'s friendliest. But it's anything but that. So I can understand how uh, someone who would never played at Commerce before could be appalled by what they saw. Now, sometimes you go play there, there's no incident, and everything's fine. You think, oh, the place is cool. But uh, there's other times there where it can be really frustrating to be there and, and just very stressful to watch people fighting and arguing so much. There's not that much physical fighting there, though that happens occasionally too. It's mainly just like the arguing and a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger at Commerce Casino. So uh, he's you saying, about, there, right? he's saying about hot for sauce. He said, "I went on Doctor yeah. Phil. I want to see this." He said, "I went on Doctor Phil." And he took. He sent me to rehab in Texas, and she couldn't keep her legs closed. 
She played the free roll tonight. Okay. Jeez. So she he went on Dr. Phil's, went to rehab in Texas, and then his girlfriend was with other men, I guess. That's not a good situation. That was hot hot like sauce talking about hot four sauce. Jeez. Well, I think we're uh, I think we're gonna be about done tonight. For once, we're gonna end before. You want to be done? Well, or do you want me to get Rosa up, man? <laughs> <laughs> you want to save it? I I don't know. It's, uh, I I feel bad about having Rosa awaken. Well, you know, she's like. No, nah, she's up, man. She's up. I just I just came in, man. She's up in here. She's. I mean, she's like half. I you. I put it on me. I ask her. You want? And she says no, but then she like laughs. You want to be on radio, Rosa? What do you mean, no? They want to ask you some questions. You got fans out here. You want I don't know. Whatever Druff will ask you. I don't know what he's going to ask you. You want to talk? Yeah, she'll talk here. She's taking the phone, bro. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. Someone's calling me unknown, dude. No, no, it's not unknown. It's just for whatever reason. No, hold on here. We have, we have another caller here. That's what's going on. Hello? Yeah, hi, Rosa. What's going on? Hi. Hi, Rosa. So uh, welcome to Poker, Fra- welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. Now, uh, does uh, does Tom still live with you right now? Is he living there or is he just visiting? Rosa, can you hear me? Rosa. What are you saying? I'm asking, does Tom live with you, or does Tom just is he just visiting right now? Am I what? I don't think Rosa can hear me very well. Hello? Yeah, well, I Rosa. can't make out what you're saying. You can't make out what I'm saying? That's too bad. Okay. Hello? Yeah. All right, we're gonna, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to... Oh, it's it's your fault, area code four hundred five. I hear a lot of uh, noise in the background. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. You're the one who drove Rosa away. Oh, sorry about that. I just want to say thank you for commenting about that. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> what was that stuff in the background? Rosa's like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Oh, it was my kids. We're watching TV. Right? Oh, We're watching man. Happy Feet too. Man, that, that, that Happy Feet drove away Rosa's Happy Feet. All right, a bad, bad guy, if you want, call back in. He's calling back in, okay. Well, thank you, and yeah, I want to play that again. Okay. Press one. I don't know why he does to this. Send a voice now. Back to your mouth. All right. So, uh, uh, bad guy, we're back. Rosa, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, sorry about the noise before. I, I thought it was on your end. So, yeah, so, I couldn't understand you. Yeah, I understand. That happens sometimes. So, so Rosa, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. My name is Todd dandruff Wittellis, and I, I talked to... Tom, almost every week here. Uh, is he living with you at the moment, or is he just visiting? Yeah, he's here with me. He lives there with you. And uh, is it? Uh, do, do you enjoy having Tom living with you there? Yeah, comes and he goes. What he comes and he goes? Okay. Is he a good grandson? Would you would you describe him as a good grandson? Yeah, he's a good grandson. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes he's a rotten, no good. <laughs> He's a rotten, no good. And and how old are you, yeah. Rosa? Huh? How old are you? How old am I? Ninety-three. Ninety-three. You're you're the oldest person to ever be on this show by a wide margin. I'll tell you that. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I, I hope I'm still alive at 93. I hope that uh, that's 50 years for me. But, uh, you know, I hope when I'm 93 that, uh, that I'll be able to be on a radio show myself. Uh, you, you sound pretty young for 93, to be honest. Well, I'm not, I'm not young. Well, I don't, I don't feel 93, but I am. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, that's good. Uh, so is, is it stressful? How old are, how old are you? I, I'm 43. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so what are you, a radio host? Well, I'm, I'm a, I do this as a hobby, really. Once a week, we have this radio show on PokerFraudAlert.com, and, uh, and Tom is a regular guest on here at the end of the show. So he's, yeah. kind, of, he's kind of our uh, comic relief character here. So uh, we didn't have that much to talk about tonight, so we had Tom on for a long time to just you know, talk about Your a lot of things, and he said... Yeah, let's put Rosa on here because you actually have fans. People talk about you know, Rosa and uh, you know, people like you here, even though you don't really know who they are. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, so you know, no, I don't know who they are. You, you really have the patience of a saint there to be putting up with Tom. Yeah, well, I do have a patience, yeah. but I love him. He's my grandson. Yeah, that's nice. He makes me he makes me angry many times. So uh, where where are Tom's parents? Are they around, or where, where are they? Like, why is he living with you? Parents, yeah, his, his parents are around. But he always seems to be with you. My he daughter. Never goes, he, he never lives with his parents. He always seems to be living with you. Well, he never. Well, he lived with his parents when he was younger. Yeah, I'm just wondering why his he's... mother or his well his mother and his dad's divorce. Yeah. They've been divorced for many years. Yeah, well, so she I, raised she raised them kids herself. Yeah, that pretty tough. She had to. She had to pay. He had the dad had to pay support. Mm. But, for, some uh, reason, for some reason, that's a familiar story to me. I'm not sure why, but uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but why doesn't he go like live with his mom? Like, like why is he living with you instead of his mom? Well, because his mother. His mother don't don't want him to live with her. Ah, okay. So you're so you're the nice one who because takes him in. He likes to live here. <laughs> and, I guess. Uh, yeah, he told me he likes it there in the uh, residential neighborhood. That's what he's told me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Morgan. Yeah, it's a little mining town. It's a little a little what? A mining town. A mining town. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. always he always describes it as a residential neighborhood, but I guess it's a mining town too. So yeah, well, it's a res- it is a residential neighborhood, but yeah, I've been here uh, sixty six years in this house. Wow! Wow! So well, same house. Yeah, it's a long time to be in, in one they house. Keep tell- yeah, they keep telling me I need to move, and I said I am moving nowhere. Now, who's telling you you need to move? Well, he tells me a lot of times. Oh, Tom tells you? He I tells need to get out of here. Why does he want you to get out? It's your own house. Yeah. Well, because he... Because this place is a freaking rat trap. He doesn't think this house is good enough, but it's good enough for him to live here. Well, I was going to say, he always he always comes to live there, and yeah. then he wants you to leave. No. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to get the hell out of here. I need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. 
I ain't going anywhere. I'm staying here till I die. Well, I, you know, I'll have to come over and visit sometime if I'm ever in uh, the Pittsburgh area. I'm, I'm yeah, way- you need to come visit. What do you like to eat? I'll make you a nice dinner. You come. Okay, I, I live kind of far away. I'm all the way uh, on the West Coast, so I'm nowhere near you. It's it's oh, only yeah, uh, you're way out in California. Yeah, it's it's you know it's uh it's pretty late where you are right now. It's almost one in the morning. Yeah, I know. Do you usually stay up this late, or is this uh, unusual? Oh, uh, yeah, I stay up late all the time. Okay. You know, my grandmother was like that, too. My grandmother always stayed up late, and, in fact, uh, uh, she told me that, you know, if you're up late, you, you can call me any time because I'll be up, too. It, was kinda, it felt kind of weird calling yeah. my grandmother, like, so late at night. I, I just, like, felt like since she was old that I'd be waking her up, but I wasn't. She stayed up very late. and. Uh, no, you don't wake me up. I'm always up. Yeah. I guess you and my grandma have that in common. My my grandma, my I have no grandparents anymore. My grandparents have been uh, gone for a long time. So, you know, Thomas. Oh, is, sorry. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah, so Thomas is lu- is lucky here. He still has a, a grandma here at this age. Yeah, he is lucky. He don't know how lucky he is. <laughs> All right, let's see. You know any... what? Sometimes these young people take things for granted. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they do. They do. Yep, you know. You know, uh, I'm from the old. I'm from the old school. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I, I, I believe in progress, but I'm from the old school. I believe in the old ways. I, I know. I even I, at age forty three, I say, you know, I don't. I don't understand the kids these days. I don't understand it, and I can imagine no. for you, fifty years older than me, that uh, uh, you know, it's it's hard to understand a lot of young people and the way they act. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't have. They don't understand the word respect. That's true. That's what's the matter. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, um, Thomas has to show some respect. So when you moved into this house sixty-six years ago, uh, no, he's, he's he's respectful, but he can get he can get nasty sometimes. Okay, so when I don't you, take no guff off him. When you moved in, you don't 60- like it here. You know what I tell him? Peddle your papers and go somewhere else. <laughs> Peddle your papers. Okay, so so 60, <laughs> 66 years ago when you moved in the house, I, was there any – did you even have a telephone there or you didn't have a telephone 66 years ago? No, I didn't have a telephone 66 – oh, yeah, I had a telephone all the time. Oh, even 66 I've years ago? Had, I've always had a phone. That was back in – that was 1949 years, when you moved in, right? Yeah, I had a phone 1949. Okay. Yeah, but I used to work in 1949, too. I worked all my life. So how how old were you when you retired? I had a I, I had a husband that was uh, sick, you know, ill, wasn't too well, and I had to go to work. I had two children to raise, wow. so, so, so I you, had to go out and work and help them. So your husband was sick, and then you you went out and supported the family. Yeah, I supported my family. Yeah, I did. Hmm. Up until I was seventy years old, I retired yeah well uh i could say i guess in uh 2015 at age 93 you're still supporting someone in your family yeah 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 i help everybody i'll try anyway yeah no, that's but, good. i mean you, you know like... my girl my i have two girls i didn't have boys i have grandsons yeah, they 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 all work. Well, Tommy, 
Tommy don't work. Tommy gambles. Yep, I know that. I know that. Instead of going getting a, he needs to go get a job. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people, got, a lot got, of people listen to this radio three, show are gamblers. There's a lot of gamblers on this radio kids. show too. He has three kids to support. Yep, I know. We we know about uh, Tom mm-hmm. and his kids. He's that's a legend around these parts. Yeah. Well. You know, maybe one day Tommy will get a job. Maybe he'll surprise you. Maybe he'll uh, show up one yeah. day and, and, and show you that he has uh, gainful employment, that he's uh, you know, the vice president of operations at Caesars or something. You never yeah. know. He says he don't need to work a 9 by 5 job. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. I guess he's going to make his living gambling all his life. Yeah, well, that's, that's uh, what he's been doing. Uh, Tommy doesn't seem to be the working type. Yeah. Yeah, well, he don't. He don't. He don't ask me for money. He has his own money. That's good. Sometimes he does. <laughs> you know, you know, I help you a lot of times. I helped you. I helped you all your life. Yeah. I don't think you need to get off your stuff and go get a job. <laughs> One of these days, maybe he'll wake up. He's 38 years old. I don't know when he's going to wake up. I like this. Rose is just outspoken. She just lets it all out here. She just she doesn't hold back. <laughs> you Rosa, know, Rosa just lets us know you how it is. Work, you, have, you, have, you have to go to work in this world. You don't. Nothing comes easy. Yeah. Unless you're rich. Unless you get rich somehow. I, I, I wish the hell I did. I wish the hell I would hit the lottery. Maybe I'd get rich one day. Yep. I'd give it all away anyhow if I would hit it. No, yeah, you sound like a nice woman here, Rosie. You know, you supported your family when your your husband couldn't work, and you're you're helping out Tom here. And uh, you know, I am a nice woman. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've I been hope... nice all my. I I've ho- been nice all my life. Yeah, you know, I, I hope I, I, I believe it. I believe in the old school. Like I said, I believe in respect and you respect the people, help people if I can, help my neighbors. Yeah, well, that's I, the way I am. I hope I can make it out to Pittsburgh and, and come over and, and have a meal with you. Yeah, you. Yeah, if you ever make it to Pittsburgh, come and see me. Yeah, I, I've never been to Pittsburgh. Avenue, Morgan, PA. Yeah, I've, I've never been in, in the Pittsburgh area. I've been to Philadelphia, never yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, you need to come to Pittsburgh and then come to Morgan. Yeah, and I'll make you a nice. I'll make you a nice spaghetti. What do you like to eat? Uh, it could be a lot of things. Yeah, spaghetti would be fine. Whatever you like to make me, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I'll make you whatever you like. Huh? Very nice. I can cook anything. Oh, good. Yeah. Make you roast. Make you chicken. Make you spaghetti. I'll make you all kinds of stuff. I, I think that I think the audience of this show would be jealous of me if I came to Pittsburgh and and had dinner with Grandma Rosa. I think so. Yeah, I would appreciate. I would like that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you're uh, a celebrity. Yeah, well, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I, yeah, I, I would like to, I would like to see this house that uh, Tom's been living in and wants you to move out of, and has been saying himself. You know, it's. Uh, be I live in a little duplex house. That's all I live in. Yeah, that's enough. It's good enough for me. It is. It is. All righty. So, comfortable uh, me. It keeps me warm. All right. Just like anything else. 
Well, very good, Rosa. It's it's always interesting having you on the show. And uh, I can't cook without Who cooks for you? Oh, he's a good cook. That's one thing. Oh, Thomas is Thomas yeah, is a good cook. I didn't know. Yeah, that he's one. a he's a he's a good grandson, but he okay. can be he can be a rotten sometime too. Yeah. Well. At least you have the patience. You're rotten. To put up you're with rotten it. a lot of times. What am I rotten if I want to take you to hell? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you don't need to be here anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to be here. This is my house. <laughs> you know, 66 years I've been here. Yeah, it looks like it. And I'm going to stay here till the good Lord takes me home. Yeah. Well, hopefully that'll be a long time from now. What is your name? Uh, my name is Todd. Todd? Yes. Okay, Todd. Nice talking to you, yeah, Todd. Nice talking to you, Rosa. And, uh, thank you for coming on here. Okay, thanks for right. talking to me. Thank you. Here, tell good me night. once. Tell me to read the chat real quick. What? Okay, here's Tommy. All right, thank you, Rosa. You know, call me again. I'll talk to you again. All right, very good. And then, yeah, and that invitation still stands. Okay, you come I'll keep to that. Pittsburgh. I'll keep that in mind. Come see me, and I'll make you a nice dinner. I'll keep that in mind for if sure. I'm still living. I will keep that in mind. Bye. Right? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hello. Yeah, that was. It's it's always interesting talking to Rosa. She's always very revealing. And she's very real, man. She I is. Mean, she's I, can, a, I can tell she's she got very her real. head on straight. She got her head on straight, man, for '93. Though yeah, you she's, it. she's holding the family together. She always has. Yeah. If it wasn't for Rosa, I mean, yeah. <laughs> who knows? It's a good, good grandma. That, brother. It's a good grandma you have. All right, well, bad guy, I'm, I'm uh, terminating the show here, so uh, thank you for coming on. All right, man, and take care of yourself, and good luck, everybody. Right. Next week, surprise. Okay. Welcome to part two. Okay. Bye. That was a bad guy and his grandma Rosa. That's uh, always interesting to hear what's going on over there. Uh, text from the six one seven area code from the Boston area. Girls on Tinder give the appearance they want to fuck. Most just want a free date, drink, or dinner. In Boston, the girls suck, but I bet in L.A. or New York it would be easier to get laid. The girls are bragging they banged athletes and shit on there. I also found 20% of the accounts on Tinder were fake. Interesting. I wonder how often that happens. You think you're meeting a really hot girl and then either nobody shows up or an ugly girl shows up or a dude shows up. Pretty disturbing. I, I would always want to talk on the phone first. I can spot a fate pre- pretty quickly on the phone. So if I if I were to use Tinder, I, I would definitely like make sure to speak on the phone to the girl before arranging meeting. Also, when you have their phone number, then they are less likely to flake on you. Then they know you can call up and hassle them, like what happened to you. So they're more likely to show up. Uh, let's see. Nine one six says, "Can you talk about Tinder in general? Any success stories or hookers?" <laughs> I guess we talked about Tinder, not about hookers, though. Uh, from an area code that I'm not supposed to mention, can I call in to talk about daily fantasy sports? Please don't give my area code. Uh, well, we're ending the show. You can do it next week. And, and that's it. Pretty active uh, audience participation this week. Kind of a free-form show, if you notice. We didn't uh, have a lot of standard topics. That's why we had bad guy on for a while. That's why I told some personal stories. 
it's, I always when I when in the show, someone always calls in. All right, caller, you're on the air. What's up, Jeff? Hello. So, who's this? It's Sauce, man. It's Sauce. So, what's going on? Oh, man, that's pretty good. Rosa. Sorry, babe. Sorry. I gotta get up. Nothing, man. Fucking been a while, man. Yeah, so you were, back in town. So you were saying here that you went to rehab in Texas and then your girlfriend cheated on you while you were there? Is that what happened? That's fucking slut. Um, she's probably listening. Yeah, man, I fucking, uh, Actually, my sister wrote a letter to Dr. Phil. Somehow he took my fucking story, went on Dr. Phil. I was fucking hurting, bro. Bank accounts dwindled from nothing. And uh dude gave me a big-ass scholarship to Texas, saved my life. And I just got back home. So Dr. Phil actually helped someone. So he, he gave you a, a free rehab there to Texas, and then uh, now you're better and you're back home. Dude, $107,000, bro. It's fucking badass type origins. Any, if that guy's listening, he needs fucking help. I don't think he can afford that. I couldn't afford that place. Um, yeah, man, sent me to Origins. They're fucking like the best rehab, rehabilitation center in the country. And uh, we're on an island in, in Texas, South Padre Island. Um, I was fucking hurting, bro. And what what drugs were you doing there that you needed the rehab from? I was just doing pills, a massive amount of pills. Oh, pills, okay. Right? Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to stop here, man. Like, the last two years, I was trying to stop, man. Death looked like a really good option. Back when I was on the forum, dude, I was hurting. I'd, I'd won a bunch of money, spent it all on fucking pills. Not all of it, but a good chunk of it. There's no way a poker bankroll could sustain an addiction like that. Yeah. So, well, yeah, man, I fucking, uh, I'm, I'm, actually, I got 90 days sober right that's now. That's good. Today. That's good. Yeah, man, it's good, bro. So, it's good to be back on the site, man. Looks like, uh, you're holding up pretty well. But, uh, yeah, man, that's about it, man. Went to I went to rehab. Actually, Hot Pour Sauce went to rehab also. Not really. And uh, yeah, and she fucking uh, I think she slept like the whole rehab. What I understand. <laughs> I always wondered if that happens there these rehabs like that people have like. Did you have any sex at the rehab, or you still thought you were with her, so you didn't do it? No, no, I still t- I, I'm still friends with her and shit. But like the, the the pool of women at the rehab in Texas is just like a infestation of STDs. So I would uh, never touch a woman for a rehab. I like I, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good. I I think I'd probably be afraid to do that too. Yeah. So man, it's good to be home, bro. Back in Fort Lauderdale. You know, Texas is windy and cold. But uh. Yeah, I was just in. Yeah, uh, man. I was just in Miami, by the way. No, there you go, man. Stop by Fort Lauderdale. Man, the cash games here are fucking sick. I've already rebuilt a nice little chunk of money. And uh, got a sweet-ass job today, so my boss filled my position at the other job. But everybody's cool, man. I mean, uh, you know, I, I push a lot of friends away, a lot of good poker players, a lot of friends away from my with my addiction, and everybody's giving me an opportunity to gain their trust back. So it's uh, things are looking up right now. Well, that's good. I, I love life. I love life right I, now. I, I hope you rebound here. I hope you don't uh, go back to your old ways like uh... – PSU Mike, nineteen ninety nine. There. <laughs> no, no, man. I was I was in a call in and talking about the new formula for poker pills too. I guarantee success, but uh, formula still in the works. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Thanks for the update. And uh, all right, Druff, man. I hope Good show, man. Good hope, show. Hope things keep going better for you. Yeah. It will. Okay. All right, bud. Talk all to you later. Buddy. Bye. All right, so let's uh, let's continue our little end song here. There we go. Thank you, though, Hot for Sauce. I, I wonder where you went. You just vanished, and then I guess we have our answer. 
I always wonder what happens to our regular listeners when they're just gone. Like they're listening every week and then they're just gone. And I go, where are they? Where did they? Was it something I did or did they have something else come up in life? Oh, I got to tell you this. I, I got this tweet from a guy saying that he was, uh, let's see if I can find it. It was on, a while back on Twitter. It was the most interesting tweet I've ever gotten about this show. I don't know if the guy's telling the truth, but I think he was. He said, I'm locked up in a forensic psychiatric hospital for severe depression. Your podcast is the fun I have looking forward to every week. Wow. So apparently uh, there's a guy who is in a hospital for severe depression. And that really the only fun he gets to have every week is listening to this show. Kind of feel bad for him that this is the highlight of his week, but uh, I'm glad to help you. I'm glad you enjoy the show. I'm glad you have something to look forward to. And Sometimes it's little things like this. Sometimes it's little familiar things that, that you can get pleasure from when you're in a, a bad spot like that. So I, I understand it. And, uh, and I like hearing stories like that because I like hearing that this show helps people or gives them pleasure in any way. I really do. I'm not just saying this for BS here. I'm really serious about that. And uh, if that guy was telling the truth, which I think he was, then I'm not glad to hear he's so depressed, but I'm glad to hear that this show is uh, helping ease that a little bit while he's in the hospital. And I thought that was an interesting thing that he sent to me. We'll be back next week, February 24th, 6.30 p.m. or thereabouts. If you're listening on Stitcher, you may find this later. It's not my fault. Stitcher is having problems, so if you're finding this late on Stitcher, that's why. Don't blame me for once. That's all. I will talk to you guys later, a week from now. Until then, Shalom. Shalom.